<sighs> I always feel different about everything now. Me you know too, I mean? man. Everything. Yeah. Like, I never want to kill anybody else again. Ever. Yeah, you, that's something you pretty much, you can just kind of dip your toes into. You know, you it's know? like we kind of dipped our toes into murder. It's I killed done. like six guys, I think. How many guys did you, we, we shot like several people. A lot of people. Some people get a taste for it, but I don't. Yeah, man. I shot someone who was already dead, so that doesn't really count as a murder. But apparently you, you hit him with your car, I'm told. That, that you killed him. Yeah. Okay, so I did murder somebody. Crazy. You murdered, man. Not a big deal. That's cool. That's cool. Whatever. Yeah. Kill or be killed, right? Yeah, I know. I'm trying to decide how stoned I am and just how, like, on the verge of death am I right now. It's like, am I, am I like, seeing shit because I'm stoned or because I, like, have no blood left You've in my body? You've been shot, like, seven times. You gotta eat. You gotta yeah. eat. Yeah. You're losing stuff. Yeah. yeah. Here. Yeah, okay. Here. Here goes the airplane. <laughs> no, like a baby. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> It's a miracle. I think we should just all take a moment and think about what a miracle it is that we got out yeah. of there. And that we all became friends in the process and, like, kind of learned some shit about life and stuff. Should we put our hands and touch each other's hands while we do this? Okay. Right. I love you guys. I love you, dude, so much. I'm a Georgia fan. Yeah, back at it. Feels good. Took a little break. Took a little break. God, they're loving you right now, Michael. I know. They just they saw me walking in the door, and they ain't shut up since I got here. Well, they haven't seen you in a while. I know. I've been hiding. Hey. Hey, Will. <laughs> hey. There he is. Yeah, Will. Will's in there. <laughs> Will's like, Will, Will's just a silent partner at all at all times. Like, yeah. I come in here to visit, and I'm like, oh, yeah, brought in some pizza, and, and, and Paul's just... Paul comes out of the back room doing God knows what. He's not really doing anything. And Will's over there like making shit happen in the business world. And and Paul's like, oh, I'll eat some pizza. And Will's like, I ain't got time. Got stuff to do. We go, hey, hey, Paul, you got that email? Well, I have to look at it. I, I'm doing wait, Archie which stuff. Which button do I click? Which yeah. Just go, go to Google, Paul. No, Paul, quit doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Every day. Every day. <laughs> Every day. Just us married. Us married folks. Yeah. Old married couple. I like it. I didn't start out without Appaloosa, Will, just for you. I was wondering about that. I was, <laughs> I was going to call you out on it, and I just heard the music. Uh, and I was like, oh, God. I uh. almost did just because. <laughs> why, why stop uh, a good thing? I'm sure we'll hear it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good Lord willing. <laughs> good, good Lord willing, the creek don't rise. That's it. Well, we're, we're uh, recording in a situation where 
we were going to record, then we canceled because we had a bunch of stuff to do. And, and I told, Mike showed up with pizza. Yeah, I just I, showed up anyway. I told Doug we're off, and now we're doing it without Doug. Well, but it, I don't know, think he was going to be able to show up anyway. Doug but, wouldn't have showed up. Not oh. anymore. I miss the old Doug. I'm sure you'll hear from Doug. Wait, what? There he is. <laughs> there he hey, is. Doug. Oh, we're going to hear some Doug today. <laughs> Because I, I found out, I can't wait for y'all to hear this, but I found out that Doug had uh, supplied Paul and Will with some of his uh, old videos and stuff so that they could use it for the business, you know. And, we were uh, going to use the video aspect. Yeah, yeah the video, and they are going <laughs> to. The problem is that they started digging, and, well, you'll see. It just, it, it, there's a lot of fun. We found some of it by mistake. I was just sitting there listening. And I go, yeah, because he wasn't, Will wasn't watching it. He was, he was only hearing, hearing it. it. Yeah. So out of context, it's incredible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Out of context with no visual cue, it's yeah, it's pretty solid. So I'm sure mm. Doug, Doug's gonna be real happy about this. <laughs> uh, well, it's Thursday. Yeah. So you do. <laughs> <laughs> it's Thursday. It's trash day. We didn't put the trash out. Uh, yeah. I put mine out yesterday and then realized it was a holiday week and I just left it out. It's been out there. For but maybe it's just be here tomorrow then. Well, That's our, right, it'll be here tomorrow. Yeah, our trash day is Wednesday, but since you know Monday was a holiday, they didn't run Monday, so they always go like a day back. Well, then we're good. Know. We're good. So mine didn't run yesterday. So. I didn't get that memo. Like at my house, if there's a holiday, trash is Tuesday and Thursday. Or yeah, no Tuesday and Friday, and there would be a holiday. And there's some days I'm like, why the hell's everybody got their garbage cans? Yeah. <laughs> you, know, like, you know, it's like. Well, you know, it's Labor Day. You know, that means it's Thursday at 4. Yeah. Look how just sun-kissed Will's looking these oh, days. Oh, yeah, he's looking Golly. good. Been, been out, out in the sun. sun. Been out in the kiddie pool. That Key West oh. boat's really been treating you right. I'll tell you what. Key West? Yeah. You got Old that family, family boat. boat. Oh, you didn't get rid of your, your kid boat. No, 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 okay. no. God, no. I was going to have to cry. You mean the bit. boat that everyone thinks is mine, too? Yeah. Hey, I heard yeah, y'all yeah, got that flood, boat. Yeah, the yeah, flood tide yeah, boat. Yeah. No, it's Will's boat. Yeah. It's all right. You get to use the true blue, though. Wait. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's handy. I don't know about handy, but it, <laughs> it floats. Well, it you got to use your hands a lot. Yeah, you definitely got to use your hands. A Actually, lot. he just got the trim fixed on it. Bridger came by here, oh, yeah? and uh, I was going to take. He was in town. Oh yeah, Trey. Trey was in town, and I was like, man, just yeah, come by at nine. We'll get it out. And the day before, Bridger had it, and he's like, man, there's a little deal going on <laughs> with the trim. So I got here at like seven thirty to make sure it was fine. Yeah. And it had a dead battery sound. It went, oh, no. like it died at the end of every. Yeah. I was like, nope, this ain't happening. Not yeah. doing it. You could have just charged the battery. Well, I started the engine just real oh. quick. It wasn't the battery. It was the trim. Oh, I got you, I got you. But anyway. Yeah, there's um, really no. I mean, there is a way to manually override that, but it involves a getting out of the boat. And it's a lot of shit. Yeah. No need for that. I don't, Hi, are you sure? <laughs> I don't really have my sea legs or arms oh. enough to know how to do all that stuff as we're floating out into the ocean. That's, that's why I love my little motor, man. I ain't got power or nothing. Everything. Well, when you're going on a flat or loading a boat on a trailer, the one thing that has to work is a trim. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. the one thing I do. I, I love having manual everything, like you being able to just not have to worry about shit breaking. But it is a little annoying when you pull up, especially if you're hitting like a lot of little pocket flats, like on and off and on and off, like on a tail and tide. It is a pain in the ass to have to lean over the platform and pull the motor up every time. Yeah, it's a little aggravating, but whatever. Well, good um, workout. I guess we're back for the first time in a couple weeks. We got a lot of stuff yeah. going on. Uh, we're getting ready for, as we've mentioned before, iCast Woo. next week. So if you're going to be at iCast, come on by and say hi to us. Yeah. 
We'll yeah, maybe even a handshake. Maybe even a little butt pinch. I don't know. Where's y'all have your booth number handy? You know where? I don't think so anyone you does, tell even, people. does anyone even go by booth numbers uh, or well, just like they find They give you like a little if you're a vendor or not a vendor like a, a they give you a, a little buyer, they give you like a map or something. Let's like just say we're in the back off the main aisle. Oh yeah, because that's that. Yeah, we're yeah. in the back. <laughs> There's like Somewhere five, in the back. There's like a thousand booths. That you can get lost in that place. You can walk around for like two days. A and, thousand booths. I think there's more than that. I don't. It's a lot. I mean, I, you can walk around for two days and not see the same spot twice if you, you know. It's by the Hardy booth. If you find the Hardy booth, which is huge, we're right by that. Yeah, I'm sure they'll have a big like one of those big blimps going around. And I also yeah. love everything they have going on at the convention center at the same time. This thing's huge. Uh, no. But I think last year didn't they have like some junior state basketball tournament or something well, like that? What was the air conditioning? <laughs> air conditioning. I'm sitting there. At I, I'm, <laughs> sitting there I'm sitting there at ICAS last year, and these guys walk up and they're in suits, and I was like, "Oh crap! All right, big shop. Let's get ready." Yeah. Asking me about all these products, and they're like, "Hey, just, um, um, can you know, mind if we take a sample hat? Yeah, yeah. Here's a couple. Yeah, yeah. anything to grease. This will any, really pay off. Anything to grease yeah. the wheels, you know? And it was like, uh. Here's my business card. Where are you guys at? Let me get your card. Oh, we're just over from the air conditioner convention. We were just <laughs> walking around. You sons of men. How are they even allowed? Like, aren't they supposed to like check badges when you come in the door? Like, you I didn't think it was a buy think. one get one all badge. Like, yeah, I didn't think you like could just by show day up. three. Those people don't give a That's shit. That's true. They probably don't. Now they do care though. If you try to like I, last year, I tried to bring a couple. Like we have a little uh, happy hour thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Try to bring a couple twelve packs in, and they were exposed. I had no idea. She's like, "You can't bring alcohol in here." It's like, "What?" Do you, and they have their own, you know, their own alcohol services that yeah, bartending. Yeah, yeah. So, but they're like four dollars a beer for like a Bud Light. Well, mm-hmm. for the part, you can you can hire their services to do a party uh, at your booth. And what makes it go so well is they're so nice about it too. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Well, I well, the year that I went down two years ago, I was down there with you guys and. And I went on a beer run, which I w- walked to. There's a gas station that was, or it's a, a like Walgreens. A mile away. Yeah, and there's a Walgreens. We burn up that Walgreens. Yeah, it was a it was a bit of a hike. It wasn't exactly. There's short. nothing close there. No, because the convention close. center's so damn big. But so I walked over there and I had my backpack and I I literally bought a twelver and I just unpacked the twelver, shoved them all down in my backpack. I didn't know you weren't allowed to have a twelver. I just didn't feel like carrying a twelve pack the mile back to the <laughs> convention center. So I shoved them all in my backpack and walked in and we drank those. That was I think our nice. last thing that we did we took. Uber to uh, Walgreens to get oh, the beer. Oh, nice. But, Last uh, year you took Uber because it was raining. Yeah. How bad it was raining? It, it, rained. it always rained. It rained yeah. the time I was walking back, too. Come to and, when I mean, <laughs> and when I say rain, I don't mean like there's water coming from the sky and hitting the ground and make things no, wet. No, it's that Florida It's like rain. a monsoon is hitting. Yeah. You're like, man, this air conditioner system's pretty jam up. No, that's just the big thunderstorm going through. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's always fun, though. It's, it's and uh, it's going to give a little shout-out to this blog. Um, a guy named Murphy Siegel. He runs a uh, blog called Mend and Cast, mendandcast.com. It's about fly fishing and stuff. That's what it says. And we are listed as one of the podcasts that every fly angler should listen to. Are you serious? Oh, yeah, number one, the, the Orvis Fly Fishing Guide well, podcast. Rosenbauer, right. Rosenbauer. Well, he's the most popular one ever. Right? Number two, Barely Live. And the number three is Drunk X Pastures. Pastors. That sounded a lot like you. <laughs> X Pastures. <laughs> yeah. Drunk X Pastures. What is that blog about? It sounds like a, I think it's a couple uh, pastor, former pastors that sit around. Uh, 
talking about life and drinking heavily the whole no, time. I could oh, get into wow. that. that. I could definitely get into that. Now I'm interested. <laughs> I'm intrigued. That's well, hilarious. I, I looked up. I looked this up. There's actually a podcast rating website. I was bored at work one night, and there's a podcast rating website that rates podcasts based on category. And under fishing category, or it was it was all lumped into outdoors. It wasn't just fishing, so it was hunting, fishing, skiing, all that kind of shit. We were ranked number, I believe, uh, I believe we were ranked like number, f- I want to say we're right in the middle. So there's like 200 podcasts, let's say. We were right around the 100 mark. Like we hit right in the yeah, middle was there. Like, wasn't that like two months ago too? Yeah, yeah. And Rosenbauer was like up at the top, but he has so many listens. So who knows where we are now? Yeah, who knows? We could be climbing. I but well, We're sneaking up on Rosenbauer. He better watch his ass. We're going we're gonna <laughs> to sneak up him. and get him. I wanted to announce too, this is our 20th episode birthday. Woo! Oh, my clap. Hey, my clap. Keyboard. Come on. Keyboard. There it is. It's just real quiet. Uh, the kids like the it. Kids. The kids. The kids. What we do this for the kids. We always do it for the kids. Well, kids are not allowed to listen to this, by the way. Everybody's you know, not up to speed yet on Not the... American kids. No. <laughs> We're huge in Singapore, though. <laughs> Tyler. Oh, well, all those little kids making the flies in Sri Lanka got to listen to something while they're tying. We've got like four orders from Thailand. We got one from Sri Lanka the other day. We had an inquiry today about a shop in was it Sri Lanka? I think Sri like Lanka. Like a legit. We're huge in Sri Lanka. Was, was it a legit huge. request or was it somebody want to knock we, your shit off? It and was make credit it? cards, so that's no, kind of sketchy. Ac- according to the name of the person in their email, it looked pretty legit. Roy, <laughs> old Roy in Sri Lanka. What's Roy doing in Sri Lanka? It's what? like R&S store. I don't, probably, I don't know. He's probably overseeing all the kids tying the flies I, I run a, soccer I, balls. I run a fly shop sex, sex store, and it uh, <laughs> just really does great down here. He's an expat. Roy the expat. Oh, yeah. Just He's found himself a Singapore woman. and uh, I was literally shocked. Uh, Doug, there you are. But you know what happens? As soon as you ship that stuff to Sri Lanka, there's just going to be like a whole batch of... Sri Lankan versions of flood tide shirts popping up everywhere. Well, we did send out um, every flea market did, town will have them. We did send out some shirts to order with a buddy of ours. What's his name in South Africa? Andre. Andre. And somehow it ended up in South Korea. Yeah, seriously, South Korea. That's the most direct route to South America. Well, no, America, no, yeah. no. It was going to South Korea. Like they messed up. The oh, postal yeah. service messed up, and they had to sit a month in South Korea. South Korea, South Africa. So he, who's counting? He sends me a, an email. I think it usually takes about three weeks for things to get to him. Sends me this email over Facebook. Hey, Paul, uh, I think my package is in South Korea, as I've tracked it. <laughs> and sure enough, it says in customs in South Korea. I'm like, this, this package, so I did a reroute. I'm thinking there's no way it would ever get there. Yeah. So I kind of forget about it. Two weeks later, I get this email. Paul, it made it. Wow. There you go. They, so, they, they held it for a little while? Yeah. So he just got his other package today, he told me. That's crazy. He said the postal people that went on strike for two weeks, so it took a month and a half for him to get the last package. Yeah, oh, who knows but, uh, the mysteries of the post office. I can't even imagine. It's bad enough here. I can't even imagine. Uh, you know I what can't. it's like. <laughs> hey, Doug, can you? <laughs> I can't. Okay. Okay. All right, man. So a couple other things. We got a limited edition shirt right now. The Predator 2.0. Yeah, brown hook, trout. The big hook jaw brown. I saw that. Yeah. You revamped it. I yeah, revamping. And uh, that's not going to be an inventory item, so that's a limited edition, and it's coming with a limited edition signed and numbered print as well. Ooh. Might even get lucky. Will might even sign that print. Yeah. that's. I think, yeah. Will, I think Will needs to start signing shit. Like, Paul have signs everything. Well, I did have Paul's signature is on everything. Poster? I did have my one poster that I... 
<laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah. The, main, the main point of my signature, if you want to get an original Will Abbott, it has to have my age on there. Oh, yeah, age 36. <laughs> That's when you know it's the real thing. Yeah, well, you got to know when you signed it. Exactly. It's important. Exactly. It's important. Uh, another thing, we're planning Taylor's Ball. It's looking to be September 22nd. We're trying to get a spot. We're going to do it in conjunction with the Taylor. Bad Fish's Taylor's Cup. That was kind of the plan. I saw that, yeah, and I didn't know they were doing the Taylor's Cup thing, and then I saw that it was the same weekend as the Taylor's Ball, Yeah, and it all made sense to me. So Palmetto so. Brewery is not available. Well, yeah, I remember that was like a thing. Right? Well, they were, no, they're were. they not moving. They were like, we have a tasting uh, that night. I'm like, um, would you rather have 10 people at your tasting or... 200 people. Well, anyway, I, whatever. I, 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 we'll talk about this. We're going to do it at home I team, I think. Oh, you, well, yeah, home team would let us do it, but I also know another place that would be good for it. Okay. If, if, and I can put you, oh, Luke, Luke will okay. hook you up with We're that. open. For, we we, whatever. It's another beer production facility. We'll we need to be it. serving beer. Yeah, well, this place brews it and serves it, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we don't want to bring the beer, so that'd be great. Well, yeah, they make it. they got big vats of it. I mean, it's kind oh, of they fun. make it. Yeah, it's they a brewery. Brew it. It's a brewery. <laughs> I don't. Awesome. Yeah, you know, so we'll talk about it after. Well, uh, we are in booth five eighty seven. Five eight seven. Five eight seven. That's a good one. <laughs> number number five eight seven in your program. Number one in your heart. Right near the back wall <laughs> in yeah, the bathrooms, <laughs> and closer to bring the booth in and out. Hey, that's, a, that's the that's key. That's clutch. And bathrooms is also pretty clutch with all the beer we're going to sneak in in our backpacks. I'm bringing a backpack or or maybe a just a duffel bag, and we'll just. I've come to find if you're going to that thing, you're going to end up going to all the booths no matter where they are. Yeah. So I'm not really worried yeah. about being in the front or the back. I'm no, like, well, I mean, and you're going to seek out like I mean. You guys are kind of the point where you're not relying on foot traffic to bring you. Like you're gonna have people coming to you. I hope so. That would be. Well, we're right by Hardy Pure Fishing and Columbia Sportswear. Jeez. Look how big Hardy's is, like compared to y'all's. No, I mean not like trying to make you feel bad. But I don't know. Like it's, I, I don't know how to explain this via the the interwe- or the, the the airwaves here, but like just imagine a quarter sitting beside a I don't know. I mean, it ain't a quarter. A dinner it's plate. A, it's a, it's a, I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, like, if you laid a quarter next to a dinner plate, that's Hardy's booth is the dinner plate. We are the quarter. <laughs> I, look, all it takes for us to rent the, the booth that Hardy did is just money. A lot and, of money. And, and, and yeah. we, we could write the check. We would have a pretty damn fun booth if we had one that big. It'd be like a slip and slide. Oh, yeah. And all got, we wouldn't sell like anything. Like a dance floor. Because yeah. your stuff would take up like one little yeah, corner of it. Right Definitely get a DJ. <laughs> oh, I have to have a DJ. Playing nothing but but house uh, techno. That's it. <laughs> um, also, we're gonna go to the Drake party. I'm playing. If you're around there, we're gonna go to the Drake party. Most people do. I'm gonna play a little music. Yeah. And uh, speaking of the Drake, get the newest issue. I was uh, very honored to be in that with a on a piece with Miles Nolte. Did a little illustration of a Jim Harrison that turned out very cool. So I want to thank Tom for letting me be a part of that as well. Yeah. New Drake mag. Always a good read. I think old Tom is so, though. Um, you guys, uh, <laughs> you guys got uh, a word with him. A word no, with oh, him party. I, Tom, I always love Tom. <laughs> I always love Tom's Drake booth. It's I know. the sign, a him table with magazines, and him sitting in a chair. Yeah. <laughs> Last year, I think I stole about five beers out of that cooler that just sits there. Ninety percent of the time, you walk by the Drake booth, and Tom is not there. There's no. He, he just got stacks of magazines sitting there, free for the taking, and he is nowhere to be found. <laughs> um, well, y'all got any more news before we hear from Scoop? No, um, I don't have any news as far as I know. Um, no, no. All right, well, let's see what old Scoop has to offer. So we'll we'll be back. We're gonna do Doug is Doug is Doug bathing or is he fishing segment? <laughs> yeah, we're it's gonna, harder than you would think to tell the difference. And we're gonna hear about Mike's travels lately. Yeah. 
and, and, and Paul's. We got and Will's eventually. Yeah, yeah. Will went somewhere. I did. How the hell did this place not burn to the ground? <laughs> Where did I go? <laughs> <laughs> We're going on a road trip tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah. We're out. All right. This segment of Barely Live brought to you by Mama's Budget Burials. When you want to get cheaper and deeper, go to Mama's Budget Burials. Mama has everything you need to take care of your dead loved one. So come on down and see Mama and get a burial on a tight budget. Back to you, boys. When you spend your life working hard at something you like, you'll learn to take every little bit of goodness that comes along. You've earned it. And you know you only go around once in life. So you grab for all the gusto you can, even in the beer you drink. Why settle for less? When you're out of Schlitz, you're out of beer. What was Will down there saying? He said, don't look at what he's writing down. Man, I'm going through all these uh, exhibitors at, uh, at ICAST. It is pretty amazing. Well, <laughs> I wouldn't mention the one you mentioned when we were coming back on. You would or wouldn't? I wouldn't. Okay. Well, there's one that's even worse. It's but too it's easy a li- to hit hard, hit hard on that guy, and I don't want him to come up to us at the show and be like, you guys are real mean. <laughs> well, we are mean, Paul. Are you going to make it or break it in this industry? Exactly, man. We're the, we're, we're going to be, I'm serious, that's my goal in life. I'm going to topple Rosenbauer off of his little pillar in the sky. <laughs> and we're going to we're gonna sit there proud, barely live. Better, I think he would appreciate I, it, actually. Once, once it happens, once we beat him, it will be now the Barely Live podcast, better than Rosenbauer, <sighs> permanently. Like It will change our name. And we'll figure out a way to have him as a guest every now and then, <laughs> so he can yeah, like, soak up. So he can soak up our glory. We'll bring you with us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you listen to that, Tom? We're coming for you. We love you, Tom. We love you, Tom, though. Yeah. You tell him I'm coming, and hell's coming with me, you hear? <laughs> oh, Tomcat. Well, bye. Well, bye. <laughs> um... Should we just jump right into this fun with Doug Audio? <laughs> yeah, well, I was going to tell you, okay. uh, so far, this is what I've got from the uh, list of companies. Oh, yeah. Let's check. I have, let's see. I've found 10 cooler companies so far. Holy smokes. They're probably all roto-molded plastic. Right. Every one of them bear-proof. Yeah. Yeah. bear-proof. Yeah. You, know how ca- you know how kayaks are important. made? Hey, man, I, I love, don't worry, I love plastic. Ah. I love these fancy coolers. 
I in a, you know I understand they are expensive and, the, and they're worth it because you really are going to buy one unless you lose it or somebody steals it from you, which is pretty likely. You're going to have it for freaking ever. I mean, they don't, mm-hmm. but. It is getting a little ridiculous. There's just so many companies. I'm like, really? It's one like it's all about the I, colors. Yeti so. won. Like I love Engel too, but Yeti pretty much won the game. Like just just let it happen. I like, saw that uh, somebody was on one of those Shark Tank shows, and someone essentially brought over the same technology to try to for toolboxes. What's the point? It was like it charges your phone. It's got a radio in it. It's got a magnet where you can put nails here. And, and it keeps and your tools it. cold. It's, it's, it's crazy. too freaking much. And <laughs> it's heavy as shit. Yeah, sure. exactly. I tell you who's back this uh, year with a booth that's got had a pretty fun booth a couple of years ago when it was the girls there. So let you take a guess. Mm. It had girls. It had girls there. It had girls there. Girls. Twin Peaks. Hook. They have a booth. Uh-huh. That's this one. One hook. Salt life. Oh, oh. Yeah, they've always got the girls. <laughs> Salt life. Oh, okay. Doug. Yeah, that's my best Doug. I don't want really to. So of the companies I found that have pretty good names. Um, one of them's 100% Truth Fishing Reels. 100% Truth? Yeah. My fishing reels have never lied to me. Which my thing is, is like the one way to up the flip them over in marketing is we have started a company 110% Truth Fishing Reels. <laughs> Just pass them up. Yeah. There's the Bait Towel. The Bait Towel. Yeah. Bass Mafia. Wait. The Redfish Mafia was No, Bass Mafia. I know, but Redfish Mafia was the thing, right? I'm also a a friend of this one. I think it's part of uh, Cromerica Cromerica Incorporated is Do It Corporation. Just do it. How has Nike not sued them yet? (laughs) I don't know. But they're they're do it. They're not just do it. Oh, they left off the just. It's D-E-W, by the way. Okay. Do it? Here's a, trying to watch our language a little bit, but here is a actual fishing company here. It is a Chinese name. Foo King Ha We Fishing. <laughs> How we fishing? Ha We Fishing. It's F U Q I N G H I I H A I W E I. Is that them trying fishing. to be funny or is that just that, that, no, that, say, that no. meaning something Foo else? King no, I think, I think that's some guy's name. Cause, Cause, old Foo King. Yeah, Foo King Highway Fishing. All right. Can't wait to go to that booth. Yeah, I got to see it. I got to see it. I I love these shows, man. I mean, they always have so much stuff. And there's some of these booths, it's like, you see shit and you're like, it's just not necessary. We we don't need that. Nobody needs that. We also have the fish bomb and the knothead. What's the fish bomb? The bomb. What is that? I guess a bomb like for a, fish. Like a bomb? Like a blow stuff up bomb? Is that what, Or like bomb? <laughs> no, like there's that. one, the torpedo. No, I, I don't know if it's... It sounds like, like a burrito. Like I know, a, a burrito eating. and a torpedo. <laughs> a torpedo. It sounds delicious, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if real queso can do something with that. <laughs> the, yeah, Richard Queso's torpedoes. Under Armour will be there. <laughs> mm. Of course, yeah. They gotta have like only thing I have a problem with Under Armour is like all their pictures. It's not just a dude wearing Under Armour fishing. It's like a, a bodybuilder wearing Under Armour fishing. And I'm like, who are you trying to sell this shit to? Because I don't know. I know a lot of fishing. And, and other than Doug's the prettiest one I know, but even he don't look like that in, in a tight fitting shirt as far as I've seen. So like, who are you selling it to? People in Somerville. I guess, man. I don't, just it's, they don't ever look in shape in those in all those Under Armour gear. Who, the Somerville people? No, just people that usually work <laughs> all the time. Yeah, pretty much Somerville people. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's what I'm saying, but like all their ads is like literally some dude with like an eight pack, like into the shirt skin tight. I'm like, 
who, like it's one thing I can understand when you, you know as an athletics company when you're selling athletic gear for people who are aspiring to look like that that yeah you should have those people as your models but for the fishing guy he really sh- he doesn't need to, he should be a big dude with a beer gut wearing it you know and he should look good wearing it because otherwise I think for our first garden out. gun full page ad we should just have like one of us in a shirt that's two sizes <laughs> too small yeah. and just seriously be looking at the camera with this real serious just, face oh, yeah. like you're putting it on right there yeah i don't know if this guy's actually in the fishing business or he's he just trying to get some uh, get some customers vaughn's old tickler <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if vaughn just gonna come up and tickle you or what well, remember those info commercials banjo minnows and oh. what was the other one there was one more it had a whole complete pack you know it's probably that same kind of thing well to be honest I, I owned some banjo minnows at one point in my life I won't lie to you I love the commercials they were yeah. awesome to watch yeah but I mean and honestly we used to, we used to rig our baits kind of like that anyway for smallmouth in the lake so it was it was pretty practical it did work they caught fish but yeah the commercials was like a fishing show you know it was yeah. you know, Bill Dance on there of course you know Talking about it, the infomercials where you had to get out really early, or you stayed out really late, oh, yeah. and it's up, and it's like ten segmented pieces, and you find some way to talk yourself into watching it because at two thirty in the morning, that's really the first thing you need to be doing is get another oh, beer yeah. and watch an yeah. infomercial, dude. With well, this red fishing line, the line is almost invisible to this <laughs> crappy. The uh, the the, the paper mouth, paper mouth. One of the side effects of working night shift is my my patients. A lot of them have their TVs on mm. all night. You know the side effects. And um, <laughs> so I go in about every morning, usually around four a.m. I'm starting my morning kind of routine, going into rooms and getting meds and doing all that stuff. And so I'm always like going in and seeing these infomercials on TV, and you wouldn't believe how many like the worst ones are the religious ones. There's one dude selling uh, holy water in packets. You can buy this spring water, and if you buy the spring water, and you, you, I don't know what you do with the spring water, but apparently it, it, he's basically selling wishes. Like he calls it prayers, but like apparently if you buy the spring water and you pray, it, it comes true. So it's, I mean, it's it's crazy. It's just absolutely, like I see all this kind of stuff all the time. It, it's absolutely nuts. If you're man. stupid enough to buy it, it's for you. Holy Try crap. Uh, another company, I looked them up. Usually you can click on each one of these and go to their website, but sadly they do not have a website. It's Squid Nation. What is it? Squid Nation? Paul, I don't know. That's why I just said it, it doesn't have anything. It just says Squid Nation. <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to, well, Move. I'm going to say what I was going to say for another segment, actually. All right, well, we've got to do the Doug thing. Well, yeah. let's or what, uh, actually, so we kind of mix it up a little. Let's either do your trip or okay. my trip. I don't that care. way we yeah. can do the Doug thing with one of our trips. Well, I mean, yeah, that's fine. I went jack fishing. That's jack, all. That was my did? trip. Yeah. Yeah. No, What's jack seriously? fishing? Yeah, Jack Cravel. There was some. Uh, oh, big, did, you hear, did you hear about all this? Big no. schools came up uh, in the Broad River in Beaufort, which is. Rare, hadn't happened. Rare, yeah, hadn't it's happened rare. In a while. Yeah. Used to happen in Charleston. It don't no more. And uh, I have probably hooked hat on for extended periods of time probably 20 of them Holy and, I, and I've lost every one of them not not on this trip just in breaks or flies I've, lo- I've lost every one of them oh like, wow not breaks or flies just coming out but flies breaking everything uh. and anything that can happen jacks are mean and I got one that was about a 40 pounder that I was uh, the other day that I just put a popper right on top of and I lost him after about 25 minutes and then I had to go to work Paul was on his trip the next day and my buddy that I went fishing with, he went out by himself, and he caught two by himself. Jesus. And he said the next day he could not move. Dude, they're so mean. Well, I mean, and a lot of people don't realize 
South Carolina has actually world class Jack Creval fishing. The world cl- the world record Jack Creval on a fly rod, Charleston Harbor. Yeah, I mean that we get w- wasn't it great until like ten years ago. Huh? To the, to the, oh yeah, yeah. The, bridge. The, the Charleston Harbor, like I think when they started building the bridge, the first year I moved here in two thousand five, the the new bridge was just getting started on construction, and um, we used to go out every morning. I never hooked one here, but I saw them. we'd go out in the morning, early morning. You'd see them cruising on the surface, and we'd take twelve weights out there, you know, look for them. Um, but uh, but yeah, after that they just stopped showing up. Like it just it was like cold turkey stopped. Like and I, a lot well, of people blame start trickling back. Maybe a lot of people blame the construction of the new bridge messed with their migration pattern or something. I don't know. But that's cool to hear that they're in, in Beaufort. That's really yeah, they cool. didn't last long. They're still um, over in certain areas, but uh, it's definitely it's definitely fun fishing. That's the only fish that you can talk to like a tarpon guy down in the Keys. You know, after you hook like a hundred and fifty pound tarpon, you can tell them. Yeah, we get jacks that are like 35, 40 pounds. They're yeah. like, I've got to get up there immediately. Yeah, it's they're just mean. Yeah. And, I mean, you catch them a lot of times on, like, poppers and stuff. That's why we throw yeah, yeah. like, schools of, like, 20 fish, man, just oh, yeah. hard charging. Yeah, they're big, man. That's I mean, I, I never really got – I was here cool too late. cool fish, too, man. Oh, yeah, and they're just vicious. When they're up on the top like that looking for something to eat, they'll kill anything that moves. I mean, yeah. So my trip was about five Chicken. miles from my house. So y'all nice. go ahead with y'all's trip. Oh, that was your trip. It's still a trip, Will. Still a trip. Still a trip. Uh, well, I just got back uh, last week. I went up to uh, week four last, I guess now. Went up to Buffalo, New York to mm-hmm. uh, visit with the uh, the old in-laws. Uh, well, they love their bills up there, don't they? Yeah, yeah. My girlfriend's a huge Buffalo Bills fan, which I, if you're from Buffalo, you so, should be um, a Buffalo Bills fan. That's I mean, all there is. Uh, that's... You guys got uh, girlfriends? <laughs> so, so we went up there and... Um, as I do everywhere I go, I always try to squeeze fishing in somehow. Um, not that I wouldn't have went without fishing, but, I mean, she lives right. Her her family's house is right on Lake Erie, uh, so I was going to be less than 100 yards from Lake Erie, so there's no way I wasn't planning on fishing while I was there. I had to envision, like, Lake Erie having beaches and stuff, you know, like where you could walk on the edge. It really yeah. didn't. It was Just a lot of cliffs and, and rocks. Yeah. And so, like, that, I'm glad that wasn't my only plan was to wade along the bank and cast because they would have failed miserably. I'm sure, and there are beaches, and there's places where you could do it, but I just, you know, I would have to drive and, like, find them. Um, but I got in contact with a, uh, we'll just call it a friend of a friend kind of situation, and I never met the guy before, but he offered to take me fishing. Uh, so, like, a blind fishing date. It was exactly what it was. It was a blind fishing date. So, I drove up, the the first morning I was there, I drove up real early in the morning to Buffalo. We launched. What'd you wear? Uh, I wore some flood tide gear. Had uh, oh. had the old, had the, the mm. Goodyear flood tide shirt on. Oh, and God. My, one of my favorites. I had my straw hat, you know, oh. big straw hat. Oh, it was sexy. But uh, you know, it was cold. Uh, that was that was a surprise. Like when I got there, it was 49 degrees when I come rolling in, wow. and it was 96 here with 80 percent humidity, which puts the heat index around 100 and something. Ugh. And then I get out of there, and, and I get out of the car. It's 49 freaking degrees. I mean, I, it was cold. And uh, so that morning, I had a jacket on. Um, met the guy there, and he shows up in like shorts and a t-shirt because he's a Yankee. And they're immune to cold, but I wore a jacket till like noon, <laughs> and then pulled. Finds me so fun. <laughs> pulled the jacket off, but um, we got onto a, a pretty killer smallmouth bite, man. We were uh, fishing these big grass beds, throwing sinking lines, and uh, the fly of the day was was one of mine uh, that I designed for redfish called the mud minnow, but it's caught everything all over the place, and uh, the smallmouth uh, hated it in the best kind of way. Mm. Um, so we had a good time. We rolled around. We, we drank a bunch of rum uh, and ate a bunch of pineapples that were soaking in the rum. 
Uh, this dude apparently smokes his own pastrami. He's a big smoke guy, like does barbecue and stuff. Mike was going through his phone showing me the fishing <laughs> pictures, and there was a picture of just a pastrami sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> it was that good. It deserved a picture. And uh, had got a little good day drunk going on, and then went back and uh, spent the rest of the weekend with, uh, with the girl's family and had a really nice time. It was just, you know, it'd get up to like 80 you know, with no humidity during the day, which is a... Which he called hot. Yeah, they called it hot. It was delightful. And uh, then at night, every night, it got down to like 60-something, you know, low 60s. So, I mean, you could put a hoodie on and just chill out. And so, you know, it was it was nice, man. It was nice to unplug and, and get out of the heat for a little bit. And I come back, and I think Saturday, the heat index was supposed to be 111. So, you know, welcome back. Well, since you've been going up there, have you been to that place, the original wing place? Well, we, we did have chicken wings um, at this place nearby her house because she lives a little outside of Buffalo. We talked about going to the original, but she's, according to her, and you know how it is with locals, anywhere you That's go. That's the tourist place. Exactly. She said it's, it's honestly, she said it's gotten so bad. It's just touristy as crap. And so, um, but one thing I will say that, that, that delighted me. Uh, in my head, when I when I always this is the first time I ever in went my on, head in my head. I, I, me and the girl have been together for almost four years, be four years now, yeah, three and a half years, something like that. And um, I've never been up to Buffalo. I never just didn't ever have the time to get up there. And, and in my head, I, and I'd never been to Buffalo for any other reason outside of dating her. And uh, in my head, I just envisioned Buffalo as like a dirty, kind of just nasty... Just northeast city. Yeah, yeah, I mean, well, and it was an industrial city, to, you know, that's how it came to be. That's just what I pictured in my brain. I was wrong. I mean, I'll be first to admit it for everybody that lives up north that might be listening to this. I was wrong, and I'm sorry. I judged you wrongly. It was a beautiful city. It was clean. Lots of outdoor parks and spaces. And, of course, I went there in the summer. I'm sure it's a different story. In and the they have smallmouth right in the city. Oh, my God. Yeah, the, one of the pictures. I mean, I'll put it on the, on the thing. But there's a picture of me in a little dinghy that my buddy took me out in. And I was in downtown Buffalo stabbing three- and four-pound smallmouth on a fly rod, like, within you know, a baseball hit in distance of, of downtown. Yeah. I mean, it was beautiful. It was absolutely a beautiful city. Um, and there was a lot of good food. I did eat some wings, but she didn't want to go to the, to the originals. She was just, just too bad. Yeah. Like, it's just really gotten absorbed by tourism. But, uh, you know, Hey, whatever. I ate chicken wings in Buffalo. They were good. They were really good. I can't hate them. I'm going to record you next time you go to Buffalo. That has to be amazing. <laughs> Just everybody looking well, at What did you ask Mike about what his, her family must have thought? And he said something like some weird. I thought they must be thoroughly entertained. <laughs> he said some well, southernisms. They, yeah, well, they, they they always, like, enjoy. Like, I mean, I love her family. They're great. They are. Just like, <clears throat> who is this guy? Well, yeah, I'll say, like, I'll just say things. I can't really think of anything off the top of my head. But I just say little southernisms, little things that we say all the time. And, yeah, you get these just blank stares, and they'll be like, say that again? What did you just say? <laughs> did you ever refer to them as Yankees? Yo, constantly. I, I don't ever let them forget it. That's right. Mike's a nurse. <laughs> yeah, a human nurse. <laughs> See, it's funny because yeah. a lot of people, I think a lot of Northerners that live here, like, take the word Yankee, like, dro- like take that as a negative. Like, they almost. should. They should. Yeah. <laughs> but you mean it, like, in a kind of an endearing way. You're not really, like... Well, ridiculing that you're saying, uh, you're, you know, you're just trying to define. I mean, in a ge- geographical and in a different type of personality way. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing yeah. is, like, it, it, that's that's exactly it. It's it's when I say Yankee, I'm, I'm referring to your geographical origins or location, but I'm also referring to your mindset. Yankees, no offense, but Yankees think different than Southerners. They if you, act if you do different not, than Southerners. They do, re, they interact with each other different than Southerners. It's just a thing. It's a cultural difference. Yeah. So I'm just I'm I'm just ex, I'm just acknowledging that that is there. Like when I say you're a Yankee, I'm acknowledging that you 
partake and and exhibit the the habits of us of a Yankee of a different culture than me. And I mean, it's not. I'm a Southerner. If you called me a Southerner or or a hillbilly, you'd be right because I act like a hillbilly. I am a hillbilly. I am a Southerner. I don't take that as an offense. It's just what I am. You know. If you if you do not know what biscuits and gravy is, and you don't wave to random cars when they go oh, by, I can't the stand three finger the three finger wave, yeah. and then yeah, then they don't. And if they don't wave back, you just stare them down. Like what the hell? They're, they're like, who is that? Hell, I don't know. Just I, I will say Charleston's gotten big enough now where you wave at people and, and you get a weird looks a lot of times. Like yeah. Jeff Johnson, if you're listening, I get it. I get it now. <laughs> well, there's a lot of uh, how you say that. What, what what's the term? Metrosexuals uh, yeah. in this town. <laughs> a lot of uh, time goes into combing their hair. Oh and, my god! Uh, and their clothes. I will say though, you got these southern kids now that have the mop head, and all you see uh, is them. All you see is them constantly running their hair, constantly pushing, and they do this it. thing where it's coming from the back, where they uh, pull the hair from the terrible. back. It's a standard Bieber look, I guess. That's so bad. It's terrible. I mean, I still do the old school part, you know, side part, but I don't. I don't. I don't. Do I, don't I don't do anything. I mean, you just yeah. I wake up and go. Yeah. I maybe. Well, spend, I mean, ninety nine percent of the time I got a hat on, but yeah. when I go to work, I have to comb my hair. I might spend five seconds on my hair, maybe. No, I. I mean, I don't put anything in my hair. I have a comb, and I comb it. You know, just a little part, side part, comb it to the side. That's it. I mean, they're not gonna do anything to it, but put soap and water in my hair. That's it. I do hate the the girlfriend always gives me shit because like I, I don't I rarely do anything to my hair because unless I go to work and I have to comb it. But when I'm not wearing a hat, I'm real self conscious of what my hair's doing because I don't ever not wear a hat. So like I'm just real worried about my hair being all messed up and I don't know why it just bothers me. So like when I'm getting ready to go to work, like Joanna always want to like touch my head for some reason. Like she just has no, to I can't touch stand my head. Well, and I'm like stop touch. stop ah. messing with my hair. <laughs> when your hair gets long, your hair kind of grows up. Oh yeah. So so you're kind of you're kind of you're kind of always good. My hair is like if it gets long, it looks like someone has put a mop on my head. <laughs> Especially with this last haircut you got, I can't oh, wait till you get this, the new one. Oh, I've considered just cutting it all off. You, you've done that before. I've done it several did. times. Just yeah. buzz it down. I've got a wall uh, razor in my I, bathroom. I, I still like I like wintertime wintertime will. What, which like the special edition winter wheel where he's got the long hair and the big beard, and like that's my favorite. It does wheel. come out. That's yeah, my favorite that's wheel. Right. It comes out. <laughs> <laughs> if I ever commit a crime, I could probably stay on the run for an extra three years just by just changing my look. Oh uh, yeah, easy. Get rid of the glasses. Yeah. Trim the hair down. I do. I saw a picture though. It's in there in, in the office. It's like when we went to Texas with Paul. Yeah. And. My girlfriend's always looking at pictures of you and thinking it's me in pictures. I'm, one of these days, I'm just going to take your Body glasses double. and like put there them on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be like, it's Will. There he is. Look at him messing up. So I could go commit crimes and just blame it on you. <laughs> just borrow your glasses. Oh, it's kind of creepy. <laughs> well, should we take it out and see what old Scoop's doing real quick? And Yeah, he's fumbling around back there doing something. All right. well, I always got one ear that hurts. Like just one of these. I've done that. Yeah, I get that it's too. It's just the one. My right, my left ear. I could leave the thing in there all day, but this right one, it's like I got like a five minute time limit, and it just starts aching. Sorry, I, no, I, I digress. That, that happens. I digress. Uh, but uh, Paul, you didn't talk about your trip. I'm going. Oh, he's to going next. next He's going to tell us about his. His is much fancier we don't wanna, than either of us. Um, so, well, all right. Well, we're just going to go to scoop and. Uh, there's messages being passed and nobody's. And Paul's number one thing is not to talk and just look at me. Well, you weren't talking either. Uh, you were showing I, me a piece I, of paper. I, yeah, where we can keep talking. I'll do it again. Look at this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So y'all keep talking. We're, yeah. we're, we're working on it. But so so how long are you in Buffalo? 
I was there four days. We, we rolled up on a Thursday, came back on a Tuesday. Did anybody ask you to repeat anything you said? All week. Every, all week. every time. But it was all right. <clears throat> you got to see a lot of family. I set up a hammock in the backyard because it was so delightful. I was almost going to sleep out there one night. I had my Eno hammock, you know. <laughs> that would have gone over real well. Yeah, that's Mike from North Carolina. He's sleeping outside tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to do it. I really was. And then I just didn't. I don't know. I don't know why. I, I guess the bed was too comfortable. But I had it set up. And during the day, I'd lay out there and, you know, just flop around in it. It was nice. Flop <laughs> <laughs> so caught a lot of fish, got a pastrami sandwich, a little bit of rum. Dude, it was it good was delightful. There was good beer. Typical Buffalo trip. It was yeah. I, and honestly, I'll never go there without fishing. Lake Erie was beautiful. I mean, Lake Erie is a really cool little section. And, and to see any see any sports there, the weather has to be crappy. I mean, you either got hockey or football. Yeah, well, they actually had the NHL. I didn't even mention this. The NHL the draft, draft was yeah. in downtown while we were there. No, no kidding. Yeah, we was walking around downtown. There was all these buses. Like we were right near the the hockey stadium for the Sabers, and because we went down there one day just to walk around Buffalo and, and eat lunch. And, you don't uh, you don't necessarily go to NHL draft NHL draft and start spotting people like, oh my God, they're so no, and so. I, would, I like, wouldn't have known anybody. You're like, Look at that tall guy with a horrible haircut. But there were. Ton of people in town for that. There's people everywhere in hockey jerseys walking around, like you know, normal people, not actual hockey players. But it was like it was a big deal. Like there were people hawking tickets and everything out there. You know, like it was crazy. I didn't realize it was a thing. Really, I mean, I guess I'm not, you know, not a Yankee, so I don't know anything about <laughs> hockey. But it was definitely a thing. Like it was a big deal, and they were they was everywhere. It was pretty cool, I guess. I mean, I didn't really have anything to do with it, but. Uh, no, I just heard from Scoop. He's ready. He's ready. Oh, okay. That's, yeah, right. sorry. We were waiting on him. We'll be back in a little up. bit. All right. All right. Signing off. This segment of Barely Live brought to you by your own Calabrese Brothers Auto Detailing. The Calabrese Brothers have been in auto detailing for who knows how long. But any problems that may arise, they can help take care of. Come on down and see all five locations of the Calabrese Brothers Auto Detailing because they didn't see anything. And that's the scoop from Scoop. Back to you, boys. Looking younger every day, Margaret. Now, don't butter me up, Tom Funa. I'm not going to the social with you. Women. Lester, you think it's... My breath? I don't know. Use my Listerine if you're worried. Listerine? Now that's sure strong enough to keep on working. Yep. And it kills germs that can cause bad breath. All righty. Oh, that was fantastic. You're a nice man. <laughs> Listerine antiseptic kills germs, lasts for hours.
little bass intro. Little Wood Brothers. Like it. I like them Wood Brothers. Never had nobody, never killed someone. <laughs> I couldn't help thinking of that intro thing y'all played with, you know, from whatever movie it was. Uh, that the, the morning after, like, the breakfast after the last day of ICAST will probably sound pretty damn similar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was about to say the worst thing, but it's not the worst because we like doing it. We Saturday we go to Orlando Outfitters because they have this thing where all their customers can come see their vendors new products because you know the show is typically just industry yeah yeah so you're kind of feeling pretty roughed up after three days of this show yeah but we go do that for a couple hours and then after that it's like finally the weight's been lifted and we get to get on back home we usually stop and try to harass those tarpon in those ditches nothing wrong with that in a secret little spot that everyone knows about yeah <laughs> if it's fair to say, if we here in Charleston know about it, everybody knows about it. Mm-hmm. Well, you get I guess you get stuck in those in-depth conversations that most of them go nowhere. And then by the time it's like, oh, you remember when we spoke? It's like, dude, I don't remember speaking to anybody. Yeah. I know I talked to everybody. I don't remember speaking to anybody. It's like Scoop's ad, the, the guy that knows you, but you don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, well, I remember meeting me last year. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, it's the same in the shop. Like, you, you, when you're stationary. And shop, you, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Well, or even just the, the show was even worse because it's so fast-paced and there's so many people. But, like, you're stationary. There's one of me, bro. There's a thousand of you fuckers all day long coming by. And that's the way I see it. I'm like, you know, they remember you because you were in one place place at yeah. one thing that they can associate with you they're just one of a thousand faces that happen to rotate and through the, your day as you know? far as the shop goes too like people love coming to the fly shop and hanging out yeah. like i don't know man so how about those dot guys that get there at 10 in the morning and they're still there at three in the uh, afternoon it's like what you gotta be tired oh god worn out large step and work you over son the best thing that happens for everybody that has a booth there that's where the company is what is it about two o'clock they start selling beer oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you see about everybody like, oh, I've, been, I've been here since 7 in the morning. Mm-hmm. We seriously ought to, like, because it's expensive to buy beer right there at that, that Walgreens, by the way. We ought to, like, grab a couple, like, cases. Oh, we are. And yeah, just yeah. stock, like, and just have a bag every day that we stock from the hotel room in the morning and just pack them on in there. Last year we had Palmetto Brewery. Uh, and Low, Low Tide Brewery does not have actual beers cans or bottles so i'm gonna to have to ask growler or something palmetto a lot of solo cups well and i mean we can just leave a cooler prout you know prepped and ready in the booth and then just restock it every morning we're gonna have the bloody mary morning thursday morning oh nice and we're going to the yeti party rsvp yeah I, I got a Come special on. invite RSVP. i feel like i'm in you know am i in now yeah Do you're I, in now I, y'all I got, had, I, they're gonna teach me the, the secret handshake when i get there and i'll be y'all in. had to get me in the coastal party thanks yeah. guys I ain't gotten to the coast of Florida. I got you. I got both of y'all in the coast. Woo! Mm. Look at us. We were like, balling. You remember we went to the coast party last year? Like, we were going to meet a couple people. I think we were going to meet Grossman and them there. And we got there in the line. The line was like yeah, worse yeah. than any concert I've Is ever Is it been that there. same bar? I have no idea. That was terrible. Yeah. We went to the Smith party, I think, instead. Yeah. Well, I, I, yeah, I remember, I remember the same. Wasn't the, it the Smith, Smith party. party that was at the uh, Irish bar that it was actually just a bar, just yeah. a small bar, and yeah, then yeah. blew it out? Yeah. I will say, one year back when it was back in, uh, it was just the Fly Show, and it was in Denver, uh, I got an invite to the Sims party, and they did the coolest invite. Like, it was the coolest way I ever got to get invited to a party. Was they handed us out west, I guess Western folks listening, you'll know this, but most Eastern guys won't. They have a game called Washers. And it's kind of like it's kind of like cornhole, but, but it use better. a big heavy washer. And um, so to get the invite, Sims had made their own washers. Paul's there were these orange washers. 
There's these orange washers with like the Sims fish on them or whatever, uh, and they they would to get invited they would hand you a washer and that was your ticket into the party. Uh, that's cool. And, but when you got there, it was on the roof of this building in Denver downtown, and, and there was all these washer boards set up, and so you'd get together with like eight or I ten can't. people and you'd have a you'd have a set of washers and you could sit there and you could play the washers. I like that. And it was a pretty cool idea as far as getting an invite. You had to have a washer to get in. Was it the tin can bucket washer or just the board? It was a flat board like cornhole. That's the way to do it. And had the washer that you tossed onto the bowl. God, I love washers. It's just cornhole with metal objects. I don't know how it's better, but it was fun. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It's my first exposure and last exposure to washers, come to think of it. You think we're going to go back to that party that we uh, got kicked out of? <laughs> the one that... The, the, <laughs> the one that Doug got us kicked yeah, out of? and we were still wearing our ICAST badges because you have... We just went straight from the yeah. from the from We the really didn't know. We didn't know. They're like, "Oh, you're in this party," so we just walked right in. Just we went there the night before. Yeah, and they're like free beer. I was like, "Okay." Then like the president of the company comes over. And like, I don't think you're invited to this. And oh, Doug, I got your beers though. And Doug lost it. What did he say? We're not. We're doing not it. being malicious. That's. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you got a problem, man? What, was it even a fishing company? Or yeah, was, I think so. Yes, I, it was. We uh, stood out like sore thumbs. I can still see the logo. It was like. Tackleware uh, company code. It, 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 it really so it was like, like a, it was a gear side of things. Yeah, it, it wasn't. Was, it wasn't yeah. like we were trying to get away with anything because it was like five of us and we all five just sat down at the bar and kept to ourselves. And no yeah. other place was open. What, yeah, remember every bar and restaurant is closed for certain parties. For yeah, 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 yeah. And me and Doug almost got beaten up by some um, Spanish dude covered in tattoos that ran out of a subway. When we took a picture by oh his five God, parents right. parrots on a bicycle, that's and, how I make my money. That's how I make my money. It's like God. I'm oh, sorry. It's not like it's not like any money got taken from him. From yeah, taking but he picture. didn't get yeah. to make any money off of that picture. And nor would we have given him money. No, no, hell, we still no. got it. He makes money by riding around with a bunch of parrots. Well, he was in Subway. Uh, All right, so (laughs) so if any of y'all are familiar with Flood Tide, as I feel like most of y'all are, if you're listening to this, uh, Doug, who's usually doing the show with us, he uh, started and maintains Low Country Journal, which we kind of adopted as a Flood Tide um, media venue, I guess you could say. Wait, what? So he gave us his hard drive to make some little video clips from all his videos that he has so we could just make some like 20 second little clips for Instagram and so you do <laughs> and Facebook and so I was playing these clips not really thinking anything of it and uh, Will and Lawson who have their back to me they're sitting there typing oil and stuff they'd start giggling because what Doug's doing typically Doug never uses the audio it's usually some sort of Music or something, so Doug's Doug's voice is never on it. Well, he's talking to whoever's fishing, or he's talking to the to, fish, or to himself. Yeah, and he's usually whispering. It's usually more <laughs> of a whisper, like he's telling Harry, "Oh yeah, Harry, oh that's great." <laughs> so they started giggling. We're like, "Man, let's put this kind of out of context in the, of a fishing environment, and and we're gonna call it. What, what are we calling it? Um. Fishing or porn? Yeah, fishing or porn, like bathtub porn. You be the judge. Because I'm just hearing this, and I was like, "What is Paul listening to?" (laughs) Now, on this one, if you hear the the cutouts, it's because we're cutting out the f bombs. But uh, yeah, here we go. So, if you want to kill the music, so here's one number one. Okay, germs, can focus the damn thing. Dude, annihilated that. Thing. Look at that. 
Okay, okay. Whoa. Look at that bad boy. I hope I'm in focus, dude. Okay, we're not. Oh, fucking fishy. You missed one, Paul. I'll point him over here. Oh no, I lost him. Uh, I, I'm uh, pretty sure I heard a zipper about halfway there. <laughs> so this is what I'm hearing in the background. Going, what are you listening to? I love. Just can you just picture? Look at that bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> now here's uh, here's Doug fishing by himself, talking to himself, talking to the fish. Come here often. <laughs> you guys. So you do. So, um, you guys, uh, you guys got uh, girlfriends or just kind of hanging out? That's cool. Um, kind of looks kind of creepy. So that was that was Doug looking at about ten fish tailing, and he wasn't. They weren't fishing; they were just watching the tails, you know, fish tailing, and that's what. Came. So this next one is the best the, one. This no, is the this very is, first one. This uh, this is where it sounds like Harry and Doug are in a bathtub together, just going at it. But I do I do love <laughs> I do love the the last one we played. This is my favorite one that he that part that he says. So yeah. so you do. <laughs> so but here we go. Here's here's Harry and Doug in a bathtub together, or Harry and Doug fishing. Just so deep in there. Uh, wait a minute, Paul. I've got the full one. You play the full one. Hold on a second. I hope I can find uh, it. We messed that one up. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, wait, here it is. I'm sorry. You got it? Yeah. <laughs> However, you want to do it. Find this thing. I can't. This is so deep in there. Think you can get it out of pliers? You want the needles? Let's play it one more time. You gotta play it one more time. You gotta. I can't. I can't. <laughs> Find this thing. <laughs> I can't. This is so deep in there. Think you can get out of pliers? You want the needles? <laughs> you did can, this to yourself. Can you Doug. get it out with pliers? <laughs> I can't. Can you just picture Doug like, I don't know, just kind of bending over? <sighs> this is so deep in there. <laughs> Oh my god, that's one of the best things I've ever heard in my life. Oh, it's just, you know what? Honestly, I bet anybody who's ever done a lot of filming, I bet if you really listen, if you just played a video, a fishing video, and just turned off the video part, especially if you had all the B-roll stuff, 
It would, it would just be cool. endless. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, endless. Especially Doug's, because he's... However you want to do it. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, can you just picture... He sounds him? like Matthew McConaughey right <laughs> there. Right? I can However see him just looking over his it. shoulder, Harry. However you want to do it. It's <laughs> <laughs> mm. too much. Oh, I love it. I love this, it. You should never have done that, Doug. There's no reason you Thanks, should... Thanks, Doug. I've got <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, anyway, that was fun with Doug Audio. Oh. I don't think we ever get... Tired of doing Doug audio around here. Everybody yeah. else might, but we don't. No, nope. it never gets old. Yeah. So Doug anyway. live is, is is equally as entertaining. Oh, yeah. who the Wait. Fun? You know who? You know who I haven't been around in a while. Who? Drunk Tell Doug. Me. It has been a while. It's been a while since oh, Kelsey. I've been in. Kelsey's keeping him in line, and she should. But I remember some like How Drunk Doug is the that? most ridiculous human being on the planet. He says some things that just. Who? Who Doug? Drunk Doug. Yeah. He he just he'll. He'll get oh, you well, in a fight. Like, well, in a well hurry. drunk Doug's one where the president comes up to us and's like, "Y'all aren't supposed to be here, but you can have the beers." We're not doing anything malicious. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, drunk Doug will get you in a fight, like quick. <laughs> uh, he's gonna love us after today, and he, he's not here to protect himself. He's never here to protect himself. That's his fault, not ours. Yeah, I guess he has a job. He that knew we requires nine to five activity. <laughs> I yeah. Can't. I did tell him we were going to record Sunday. It's like, awesome, I can be there. And like, uh-oh, well, we're back to recording yeah. today. Sorry. Sorry, Doug. All right, so uh, I guess I'll talk about my little trip. Yeah, let's, tell, let's talk about it. You went down to the Abacos, right? Yeah, so uh, Von Cochran, who most people know, and he's also playing with Eli and I at the Drake thing. He's going to play his washboard. Oh, yeah? So that'll be cool. Oh, I'm, oh, uh, am I still singing with y'all? Doing yeah, okay. well, we got to practice that. My, my yeah, work well. helped practice that song. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Um, so he invited a few artists, Mike Savlin, Peter Corbin, Bob White, and I, and uh, Sarah Griggs, and then Graham Hegemeyer to yeah. record it, uh, write about it, take pictures, and and then you had Vaughn. So you had five artists and then his wife, Jean. So we it was really cool. It was an honor to be asked to do it. And so basically it was lined up to be three days of hanging out, talking talking artsy stuff, fishing, and then painting. So we did a little painting. Vaughn, and if you know Vaughn's artwork, it's you know it's more contemporary style, and he's got these paintings that a lot of people know about that he's taken famous guys like Lefty, Stu Apt, and Chico and painted them in his Vaughn-type way. Yeah, like kind of Andy Warhol-ish yeah, looking. Definitely. Kind of thing, yeah, definitely. So bold colors. Uh, you know, not a lot of outlines and stuff. I mean, outline, not really a whole lot of shading, which kind of makes it his Vaughn way of doing it. And it's really cool. And uh, we got there, and he had this big canvas set up where it was all of our faces drawn out in pencil. So the idea is, as the three days progress, we're going to work on this piece of art and hopefully had it finished. But the only rule was you couldn't work on your own face. So I started with Vaughn's, and then Bob White did mine. And at the end, we paint. We actually signed where our face was, so I actually signed what Bob White did. But the whole thing is, it kind of took us out of our, you know, kind of comfort level element, where you're you're basically doing art in another person's way. You could do it your way, but wait, what? Like Mike, yeah, Doug. I'm trying to explain it. Mike Savlin did it real loose, which was cool, and I did it real tight. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut in here. I'm gonna cut yeah. in here. Yeah. Uh, and on. I don't. I would never, as a non-artist, I would never at any point in time critique anybody's artwork. But I saw this painting. Yeah, and all of them look great. Yours looked really good. Uh, all, all the all of them looked pretty pretty realistic. 
until it got to the guy who who painted you. You look like a weird leprechaun. Like he is a I don't, weird leprechaun. Yeah, but I mean, it just like there was no point in time. If you showed me that picture, yeah, and you said, "Who is that?" Paul Puckett would never have come out of my mouth. No, like, and the reason the reason is Bob did it unlike anyone else. He did shading and yeah. kind of went outside the lines. Yeah. Which, is why it kind of and it kind of stands on its own. It looks totally different from all the other four faces. It does, but it doesn't look anything like yeah. you at all. Like yeah, it really, it's pretty. It's it's. I mean, talk about fire flamer beer. Oh, dude, yeah, it's it's lit up. But it was I a lot know. of fun to do. That was really cool. And you kind of look like the miner from that uh, that that claymation Christmas movie. What was that? The, the <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You look uh, like the miner guy. I mean, like your beard does anyway. Yeah, it's where like, his hair goes up. Yeah, it's like and the beard's like curled up a little bit. Like you kind of look like. Where's that. this photo at? It's the Facebook. painting. You've seen that painting. You go to Paul's Facebook no, page. Look up Paul's Facebook. Look up Vaughn Cochran's. Um, so the the rest of the thing was fishing. Obviously, I got to fish with Mike Sav on the first day, and it was kind of slow. Of course, we couldn't get to the bonefish that were tailing because it was in too skinny of water and yeah. it was marly. You couldn't really wait it. Yeah, those marls ain't no joke. And so we saw a permit that Mike had a chance at getting and kind of acted like a permit. And then... Uh, Did permit stuff. Second day, I got to fish with Peter Corbin. And, you know, a lot of the younger people that listen to this show might not know Peter's art, but it's, he's kind of an old school, kind of Hudson River, um, classic sporting art, awesome stuff. And I got to fish with him for a day, and that was a, a awesome honor to be able to fish with Peter Corbin. Really cool. And it's funny, he called me yesterday. He's like, Paul, you inspired me. Um buying gopro i'm buying a dome and i loved all the underwater stuff you were doing with the gopro and well the didn't dome. you leave it kind of like you did in mexico you did like where you did the bonefish theater you kind of left one sitting yeah yeah in the so i did that every day and he was oh, like man nice. that was really cool that you do that and, <laughs> and so <laughs> he looks like an amish guy or something i mean it's like, there's no way there's would you ever pick that for being paul at any time <laughs> that looks like a very Decent artist rendering of like a bank robbery. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Will's talking about you. No, I'm not, but I'm just talking like about it. No, it's, 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 it's well like, done. It just doesn't look like Paul. Like, well, it does because it, no, it looks like Paul, but the thing is, the angle it's at, and he's the only one wearing sunglasses, it looks like the security camera where they would catch something <laughs> at an angle. You know, like, yeah. like below it should be his hands out with a bag. And <laughs> well, my nose is kind of fused to my beard or something going yeah, on. Yeah, there. there's a whole lot of stuff going on there. But Sorry, uh, we're cutting. We're really messing with your No, that's story. all right. So the main thing I want to say uh, is one of the coolest two hours of fishing with Peter. We went to Moore's Island, which is, yeah. It's right offshore there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it was like a 40-minute boat ride. But that's where the big girls live, typically. Yeah, and the permit, too. Like, literally, the island drops <laughs> off. The big, sort of big girls are. It is. That's where if you're in Abigail's, you want a big bonefish, you get a Moors or, Summer, them, or yeah. Summerville. Yeah. And uh, that or island, Summerville. island drops off to like a thousand oh, yeah. foot. So this permit come out of cooler water and get up there and we fish for bonefish that morning and then we're like, let's go check out some permit. So Absolutely. right off the bat, Peter's up and uh, permit on array layup. He f- what is this song? Escalade by the Gourds. <laughs> okay. Just make it, just make it, no, just making sure. I just didn't know he had a little yacht rock going. That's a good one. <laughs> so permit to array, layup, hooks up, first cast. Nice. It is his first cast to a permit this trip. Jeez. First cast, lays up. I hate him already. It turned out to be a 22-pound 
permit. That's a st- well. That's the one thing about Bahamas permits. There's not a lot of small ones. Like when yeah. you get one to come up on the flats, they're usually large. I'm, I'm texting with Paul or email with Paul during that trip. And I was like, well, how's it going? So like, I did this and did this and uh, Peter did okay. He got a permit. I was like, who's Peter? Like, <laughs> and he's like, Peter Jones. And like I recognize the name. Art is like, I didn't know you were going down there with some guy named Peter. I don't know. I don't. I don't get to travel. I yeah, wouldn't know, yeah, yeah. would know these things. Yeah. So he lands his fish after about thirty minutes, and uh, so Paul's up. Same scenario at like our one o'clock. Swimming left is a ray and a permit. I cast to it about twelve thirty. Cast to it at twelve. Cast to it at eleven thirty. Eleven. Just not paying attention. Ten, and it's still always within casting distance. Finally, about the thirteenth cast, finally hook up. I mean, so I'm on it. I was on it for about five minutes, and our guide Derek, man, and he started making murders. He's like, "Pump him two more times, pump him two more times." I'm like, "Man, if the hook ain't set yet, yeah, it ain't set." So sure enough, I pump it again, and it fuck came uh, undone. And turns out it was Paul Puckett's untightened unraveling. knot. Oh no! Was I it? never, I never had time to set it in the pliers, you know. So that, just, that's one of the few things in fishing that like you see when it happens to you, you bring it back. And you just get sick to your stomach. Uh-huh. Like it, I'd rather it, see it just cut off. It's like a off. punch to the balls. Like it really is. Because I mean, so, how yeah. many knots have you tied? How no, many knots have I tied? Like millions. And then that one is the one that wants well, to come Well, the guy undone. told me to change flies. So I changed flies. I'm in a rush situation. Permit on Ray. Permit on Ray. Yeah. So I did. I never cinched it in the pliers. You know how you really want to just, well, yeah. especially fluoro, because it's kind of it'll, yeah, it'll, it'll slip on you. And then so Peter's back up within five minutes. Uh, another permit. Ah. Uh, it's crazy though. He was in a we were in a school of two hundred bones. The guide goes, "See that permit?" We're both like, "Yeah." He cast it to it, and the freaking permit ate the fly instead of the bonefish. So that's a miracle. So that all happened within two hours, and after that, the day was kind of flat. Yeah. Nothing really happened. But the bad thing about uh, saltwater fishing, especially with big, big fish, right? Permit jacks, tarpon. Yeah. Mm. You know, you at least for me, you go into it saying, "Okay, I don't expect." I don't expect anything I shouldn't expect. Yeah, yeah. Right? And you get on a fish, and it's a huge fish, you know, a permit, like a lifetime fish, big jack, stuff like that. And you get it on, and the problem is the damn fight's so long, you're like saying, okay, I'm just staying serious. And the fight's so long, you're like, oh, my God, this is awesome. I'm going to get this amazing fish. And you go from, like, catching the Super Bowl winning touchdown to being like cut it first day of uh, practice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I just don't want to talk to you anybody anymore. Uh, no, yeah. It is, man. Well shit. My experience with permits short, but it, I haven't even got one to eat. Like all I have is a couple dozen shots of, of fish giving me the middle finger in my repertoire of, of permit, you know, lore. So I There's I, a fish out there with your name on it, Michael. It that's is. been my that's been my history with them and I've kind of just well, gave it back to him. Yeah, and I just I haven't I haven't been able to. I, I, that was you know I haven't really gone. I need to make that a priority. Like I always go bone fishing and I always go tarpon fishing and, and of course I've had success with those fish because if you keep going you have success. Permit I just haven't haven't put that time back in. You know I, I went once got the middle finger for three days and then just never tried it again. So I think that needs to be a priority. I need to go ahead and just get that off my conscience. I think I'll feel better once I can. Hold one of my hands, you know, give him a good punch to the face and send him back. I think I'll feel better. I think the thing is, too, you have to just decide that you don't want to go fishing for bonefish. You have yeah, to be like, yeah. let's go look for a permit in four foot of water instead of two foot of water. No, what you do is you go ahead and you get these bonefish out of the way. Yeah. Just go ahead and well, just you do knock, that, too. You knock it out. Just go ahead and just say, okay, I feel, I feel, I feel, good, I feel good about this. 
you know, for the day, if you're going Get on, your trip, tug on. Whatever you want to do. With, tug is a drug. Yeah, yeah. Tight lines to you. <laughs> uh, but just go ahead and get that out of the way and then feel a little adventurous. Or just know the whole day you're you're going for broke. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But that my, is fa- my favorite is people getting the boat. I want to catch a ten pound bonefish. Yeah, yeah. I'd I like to catch all three. Dollars. Well, I want to catch back, a bonefish, get, tarpon, and a permit. Slam. Get, slam. get back in the truck. We're going to the aquarium. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't. I you know I feel and honestly I feel like bonefish are one of those fish that you could say in the course of a day. Okay, we've done the bonefish thing. Let's do something different. I feel like I could do that with a straight face. But I could never say I've done the permit thing. Let's move on to something like else. Like your buddy. Yeah, uh, I just I could never say that out loud. I just couldn't because I don't care how many. If I ever do get to the point where I've caught a bunch of permit, at no point will I be like I've done the permit thing. Like permit are kind of. It's funny you say so that. They're so up there that like I will I want to do the permit thing every day if I had that option in life. Yeah. You know? There uh, there's an article in the New Drake uh, from Tosh when him and he and Don Gable were fishing. Yeah. And Tosh catches that fish that was on the exact same flat that it was tagged on five years before. We talked about the BTT people we were talking about with her, yeah. So uh, that was really cool to read that article. And Tosh starts out with, I I don't remember exactly what he said, but the point is he goes, I wouldn't quite call myself a permit guy yet. I've caught a few. I've caught (laughs) a few here. I wonder what he considers a permit guy, 15 or 20. But anyway, it's a cool article. you got to read it. Yeah. I mean, there's there's some guys out there that have done 50 to, you know, Del Brown was over 100 and then... I can't Shit, even. Del Brown did three hundred. I think. Did he? Yeah. I, I can't even. I can't even fathom that man. I, mean, I think that's the pinnacle. Yeah. I mean, I Shit, can't. Pinnacle's ten. At <laughs> my pinnacle right now, would be one. I mean, I, and like I said, it's it's not a. I've been. I've spent a lot of time in places where permit live. I just really haven't put permit time in. You know, I haven't made them a priority, and that's a kind of fish where you don't just. Well, let me take that back. You do accidentally catch permit sometimes, but if you really want to catch permit, you got to go permit fishing. Totally, you got to go yeah. look. Usually, when I'm in permit town, I'm focusing on tarpon. Yeah, that's that's how I am too. Like, I mean, I go down there every year. It's not to be a snob. It's just like that's, I just want to catch a big fish. That's why well, I drove do, down there. I think you're more likely to, to catch a permit tarpon fishing than you are to go bone fishing to catch a permit. Oh yeah, well they don't because the tarpon are in deeper water, and that's where yeah. you're really going to find permit. You're not going to find them. In the, I mean. I've seen them in shallow stuff, but they need water. They're they're big and broad, and they can't you know can't get too shallow. All right, so we're gonna come back. Uh, I got a little How Kickstarter. Oh, Kickstarter nice. top three, bottom three. We're gonna talk to Baron Boyette. Yeah, I forgot we were gonna call Baron today. Uh, just get a little eyeball on what's been happening. Uh, you know. Yeah, we'll keep this thing rolling. I in like the middle it. part of the country. This is a nice little rolling rolling show. I'm and I got something that burns me too. Works oh, me over. Yeah, we hadn't had to work you work Paul over a second well, in a while. It's usually working you over, and this might work you over too. Everything works me over. So, and then we're gonna hear from Richard Queso. Yeah, he's Queso. That dude's like a bad mole. You can't ever trust him. Hanging First, around we're gonna somewhere. hear from Scoop. You gotta be like a midget out of urinal, stone your toes. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right, we'll be back. We'll hear from Scoopy. This segment of Barely Live brought to you by your local Channel 13 NBC affiliate from Sioux City, Iowa. This Monday, they're playing the movie of the week from September 10th, 1972, Kolchak, the Night Stalker. Here's a little clip. Victim number four, Mary Brandon, showgirl. 
25, 5 feet 8 inches tall, 125 luscious pounds, less the weight of 12 pints of blood, of course. That's Kolchak, the Night Stalker. So tune in to Channel 13, your local NBC affiliate, and watch Kolchak, the Night Stalker. And that's the scoop from Scoop. Back to you, boys. sugarless gum. Four out of five dentists surveyed recommend sugarless gum for their patients who chew gum. Of America's best tasting gums, Trident is sugarless. For families who care about their teeth, ask your dentist about Trident. Four out of five dentists surveyed recommend sugarless gum for their patients who chew gum. Trident. Four delicious flavors. I can't. Nice fresh cherries, Mrs. Tate? Cherries? Oh, Pete, they'll stain my dentures. Well, don't you know about Efferdent? Efferdent? Well, it's the tablet I use. Watch. It's turning blue. That means Efferdent's bubbles are scrubbing away at stain and odor. When the blue disappears, dentures are cleaned. I'll try it. Pete, your Efferdent really cleans. Cherries are still in. I'll take a box. <laughs> Efferdent so removes stubborn is. stains between teeth in minutes. Sure. fishing this morning and no why yeah well and as happens when you go fishing you know yeah, everybody's pretty drunk yeah so i go i go fishing and uh come back and clean the boat real good it hadn't been scrubbed down in a while so i took some extra time and really scrubbed it and so my feet got all wet you know my flip-flops got all wet and uh i just took my shoes off in here sitting in and y'all can't see that but we sit in these kind of high top chairs on this table when we do this thing and yeah, from all the yeah, way, like 800 uh, people. <laughs> from all the way down there, in 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 this high top chair, I can smell my feet. Um, I'm pretty sure my flip flops just reek, and maybe the the moisture release. Those rubber some flops of that. don't help either. I think those no. are pretty nasty. I haven't, yeah. I haven't smelled them. If that makes you feel any better. Yeah, I, I just I took them off, and I just got a waft, if you will. Now I'm gonna be looking for it a little bit. You're yeah. a, you got a waffling. I just got a waft, a of, a waft of the stank feet coming up from there. Mm, stank feet. Just thought I'd share that with the world. Stinky feet. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Well. Um, I don't know. Every now and then, if y'all see this on Kickstarter, yeah, yeah, you know, where people uh, 
make other people pay to yeah, make like their the old dreams. Japanese motorcycles. They're well, like, hey, I want to have a company, but I don't have any money. And sometimes so. it's cool. Like I, the whole pro- the whole idea sense. is cool. Like I mean, it's a cool way to do it. Like bands will do that for albums. Yeah. And yeah. Some people have done it with movies. <laughs> movies, yeah. But sometimes people will Kickstarter stuff that just like, hey, you should just save your money. And there are some. I'm gonna I'm gonna give my <laughs> top three. I'm gonna give my top three and worst three. Fly, okay. fly, like fly fishing subject oh, stuff. There's actually, oh, I'm sure there's a lot for videos and crap. I'm, I'm sure. All right. I don't. I mean, this is just my personal opinion. There's one that came out a couple years ago. And if the guy's listening, he's probably like, "Yeah, you're this right. Is, it, was, it sucked." Is like, this a top? I'll have a, I'll have a beer with this guy. But there's a Stay Fly Clothing Company, and it it had like eight shirts, and it literally just said Stay Fly on the front, and it had a classic salmon fly. Like outline, mm-hmm. and it's just like, you know, the he, it's like almost like just to have a fishing shirt, you know, apparel brand, and just throw stay fly on and a fly on there, we're good. That's all you need, and then you can be the next. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of like these, a lot of these apparel companies these days that just throw a skiff a on the back and a and a yeah. bait and a and a dog. Yeah, some sort of slow. You know what it reminds me of a lot of. I don't know if it was the same in Texas, but when I was a kid at all the uh, uh, flea markets. <laughs> That's why I we said need a Texas. drop of you saying that. <laughs> but so like I, when I was a kid, we'd go to the flea market. And, you know, on Saturdays there's a big flea market in my town, and we had the uh, uh, shit. What was the name of it? it? Was Southern something? It was uh, Southern Sound Flea uh, Dixie, Market. No, it was Dixie Outfitters. Dixie Outfitters T-shirts. Did you have those in Texas? That was that, they were based in South Georgia near where I yeah. grew up. Well, we had them in North Carolina, but it was basically exactly what we were talking about. There would just be a picture of a four wheeler. And, uh, and a lab, and a lab. I bet they killed or, or, and it. And just say, Dick, and it would have their emblem and say Dixie Outfitters, and or, and sometimes they'd have a slogan on the back like getting muddy, and it'd be like a truck and a mud hole. But it was just, there was no real artwork. It was just like these random pictures, yeah. and it was like you could buy a Dixie Outfitters, Outfitters t-shirt for like ten dollars. Of course, it was real cheap. You know, shrink five mm-hmm. sizes when you wash it, kind of cotton. Oh yeah. But like you could go to the you could go clean house for twenty bucks. You get like three shirts, and. Yeah, it was just everywhere, and and but everybody I knew yeah, that's that what was it's come it to. became cool, and everybody wore those. But yeah, a lot of the fishing companies are the same way. They just take a, a random computerized picture of a boat and and a guy standing on or an outline. There's one it. I won't mention. Yeah, and they just and that's it, man. It's you can, so anyway, you want to mention it, Paul? Like I uh, see it, he's wanting to vomit it out in his microphone right anyway. now. Anyway. Uh, and we're biased, you know, so anyway. Well, because you guys actually put a lot of work and time and, and I don't know, artistic It's just entertaining creative. to see some of these. It's like, really? That's really what you're going to call it, first of all? And second of all, that's yeah. really what it is. Anyway. There was a guy that got like $84,000 to make um, potato salad one time. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, potato salad. Huh. Yeah. Money's out there, boys. You've got to find it. Uh, all right, so uh, the, number two. It was this Kickstarter campaign for this guy to start this show that he really wanted to air about fishing, and it was a comedy show called Fly vs. Guy Fishing Comedy Show. And the whole idea is that the guy's fly fishing, trying to fish and kind of cheat every now and then, and the guy is up on the bank at all times watching him and being like the referee. And like they would all, they would constantly bicker at each other. That sounds terrible. You gotta look it up. <laughs> sounds it's, terrible. It is, man. Oh, all right. I'm sorry if, if the person that, that had that idea is out there. That was a terrible idea. You know, when you go to bed at night and you go to sleep, that you know that's a terrible <laughs> idea. Like it was just a bad idea. It's not funny. 
All right, so the number one horse one to me, and these are all my opinion. We didn't really get yeah. it. All. We didn't, there's no consensus here, but we're going to give consensus now. I've got one I'll give. This is the, <laughs> this, <laughs> this one's called. Second one's this bit. But yeah. Are you good? I'm just. Oh, okay. Uh, this one's called the Rexfly. R E X F L Y. Now, when I saw this, I'm like, what's the point? So the whole idea is that he's got this contraption that you put on your vest. So you kind of have to have a vest. And you clip it to your pocket of your vest. It's a little plate that has a, like, even, it looks kind of like a vice stem. And all of a sudden, there's a little contraption that looks similar to your rod where you put your reel. Oh, I have so seen that So your reel sticks one. there, and then you have the rod that has so the no reel. So no reel on it, yeah, mm-hmm. so that you can cast without the reel on And then on you have rod. to sit here and reel it like Because this. fly reels these days are so it heavy was, that was, we can't I think, have his, I think his thing rod. was like he was like arthritic or something, the reason oh, he came great. up. Oh, great. Like, dude, won't, but, trout, but trout fly reels weigh like 0. .6 ounces. Like, they are so light nowadays. But his, his claim is that it's cast lighter, further, with less effort, and fewer tangles. Are you set, you know, no. with the line running to a reel strapped to your chest? Let me, and you're, you're telling me it's going to tangle less. Yeah, it's going to tangle all over you're your full of shit. So watch, you got to watch the video on it. <laughs> all on. in his back. And- I think I've seen that one online. It's awful. It's like, awful. Isn't the whole point that the rod kind of weighs out and balances a little bit to some degree? You know, man, like you, you, it, all that tells me is you're overthinking shit. Like you really are. Now, one time in Colorado, I got a quick story that relates to this, believe it or not. Uh, I we were out there for the iCast thing, or it was back then it was ITD or whatever, and uh, we took every afternoon to go fishing. There's a creek right outside of, of Colorado, about an hour outside of town, and so we'd go out there every afternoon after we got done. We were we were there as a uh, that time I was a buyer for a fly shop, so I was I wasn't a vendor, so I had to go around and all the meetings and shit. But we scheduled all our meetings, so we'd be done by like one or two in the afternoon, and we'd drive out and fish till dark out on this creek. Well, you know, I had all my rods and stuff. Well, one day I brought my fly reel into the hotel room to, like, do something to my fly line or something. And I forgot to put it back in the car. We had a rental mm-hmm. car. And so we get all the way out to the river, and I uh-huh. had my rod in a tube, but I had no reel. <laughs> and my buddy had a spare four-weight fly line in his bag, and I had a four-weight rod. And he's like, well, I got a line on a spool, but I don't have a reel. And I was like, give me the line. You put it in your pocket. I put it in my pocket. I, I, just, <laughs> I strung enough line out to cast, and I would shove the pull, the spool in my pocket, and I fished. Probably I caught just, like three or four fine. fish. I did all right. I mean, I didn't catch anything so big enough. That's as close to 10 cars as you're going to get. Pretty close. I was still casting, though. I wasn't <laughs> dappling. But, yeah, it was uh, it was not ideal. I'm going to tell you that. It wasn't. But it worked. It worked. In a pinch. you got to do what you got to do. Well, so here are the... What I would, you know, if you're going to say worst, you might as well say best. I don't know about best, but these are the ones that I would support. You want to hear the worst? Something you'd you want to hear the worst one I got? Yeah. Here's a video from it. It's real quick. Uh. It was a jump to conclusions, Matt. <laughs> you see, it would be this mat that you would put on the floor and would have different conclusions <laughs> written on it that you could jump to. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> the jump to conclusions, Matt. How did that not take off? I don't know. That's awesome. Yeah. Nice fill in there, Will. Thank you. Uh, so I got, you know, these are standard, just good products. There's a new one called the Rotation 180 Backpack, which I think is actually pretty cool. It's this backpack this guy's wearing. He'll probably be at IFTD or AFTA, ICAST, whatever the hell we call it these days. Yeah. But you have your backpack and the the 
pack actually slides out of the backpack and becomes... It's, There's, it's called something else now. Uh, okay. It's another company's making it. I don't know if it's this guy or, or if somebody... Rotation 180 is what I got. I don't yeah, know. but this I, I saw a video on Facebook, actually, uh, that... Uh, no, it wasn't on Facebook. It was on... I hate using other blogs, but Moldy Chum, I was on there. Yeah, that's right. There's I a saw video, it. and I don't, but it was it was some other company name, but yeah, it was the same thing. That the bottom well, part. It's not something I'd ever buy, but it I think was it's like cool. a fanny it's pack a cool idea. that like rotated. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It was it was a cool idea. I mean, we have no use for that here, but you know. So uh, tack, tacky fly boxes on Kickstarter, and also Taylor reels. Yeah, so yeah, those yeah. are some good products to check out. Yeah, I mean, those were actual like in, legit like, deal, legit products. Like I think the second you become gimmicky, it's like man. Just, it's over. just make a cool product that works. That's, you know, maybe it's a. Well, you know, the, the guy that invented that reel to the chest thing, he thought it was cool. It wasn't, but you know, it, what happens is he didn't. I commend have, him for trying something he wants to do. But I mean, you know I'm what? Saying, like at some gimmicky. point, at some point, you need people in your life that just tell you no. Like <laughs> it, somebody had to. Have, like, nope. Like how do you not? Like if I had invented that, you'd have looked at me like Mike. No. Man, no. This just isn't gonna. This just isn't gonna do it. So. Well, I'd probably encourage you to do it, Mike. Probably you would, but you just want to watch me burn. It will not be a waste of money. <laughs> just do it. Just do it. Uh, well, while Will's putting the phone number together, we're going to call Baron Boy yet. Oh, yeah. I like old Baron. We haven't talked to him in a while, either. We haven't. It's been a while. I'm interested to know what's going on in Texas fishing. Is well, he in Texas right now, or is he down in Louisiana? I know he, he is. Who in, else is he's from in Texas. Texas? Yeah. Paul, I think. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm, oh, I like the Rangers. I've been from Texas. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Here, I, mean, I think you'll be good. Is it dialing? No. Not yet. It's, oh, you have to make that happen? It's going now. Oh, God, I'm so nervous. I'm going to talk to Baron Boy yet. I can't believe it. Is it ringing? Is it? it says it's calling, but we'll just maybe, it's on, it maybe it's on a silent dial. No, it's not. Is that an option? Well, you boys keep talking. Ring, ring. That's what I'm waiting to hear. So, uh, what? Anyone know where Richard Queso was last time? Has he been on vacation? No, Richard don't go on vacation. He's been just sleeping in y'all's couch the whole time. Have y'all spotted him lately? I he was here. I saw him when I come pulling in. Well, he's supposed to be here right now. I don't know if he's. Yeah, I, yeah. I, like I, said, I saw him. I pulled in earlier with the pizza. He smelled the pizza and come running, but I didn't see him after that. He snagged a piece and ducked back out the back door. He loves that pizza. He does. Is that old? Uh, I'm still watching this thing, waiting on it to ring. It says it's calling. I just don't think it's gonna work, boys. The Google phone is broke. The Google phone might be down. Are you tied into the in- internet? Nope, not at all, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, not this time. Yeah, there's there's absolutely no internet connection. But what's but, that? Hey, I'll try it. If we don't, if mine doesn't work, then we'll just give it up. That's fine. Somebody's has got to work. Oh, Paul, talk to me. <laughs> uh, all these wires and shit going on here. Know. It looks like we know what we're doing, kinda. Hangout needs the Google Talk plugin. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, Baron, we tried. Sorry, buddy. buddy. <laughs> so we just did a fake bear. Hey guys. Hey, how you doing? Uh, how y'all doing, man? I'm doing good. Oh, uh, dude, uh, fishing's been tough. <laughs> Are we both doing bear boy? Yeah, I think so. So I liked, I liked, uh, I liked the last week y'all, y'all talked to Poseidon. 
That's true, we did. That was pretty cool. Can you cool. believe we got him on the line? Yeah, he seemed like a real chill guy. Like, I figured, you know, being responsible for the entire oceans of the world, you'd be pretty stressed. He didn't seem to be all worried about it. Well, he uh, he likes his Coors Light and hanging out on the beach, I found out. Hanging out with Gronk. Um, with Gronk. Did you ever find out what he did that night? Did anyone ever no. hear about him taking over Sullivan's or anything like that? No, I didn't. I, I mean... I didn't see anything on the news, but I, he keeps pretty low profile. He's obviously got a good PR team around him. You yeah. don't ever hear much about him no. these days. You know? Well, maybe it's kind of one of those things. He's he's so, like, no one even thinks about him anymore. Yeah. I mean, even if he did get in trouble, it's like, oh, it's Poseidon. I mean, the last thing, the last big thing that you or anybody knows about Poseidon was that whole deal with Odysseus, you know, back in the Yeah, it's the been a long days. time. I mean, it's been a long time since anybody's really had a tangle with Poseidon. Well, I mean, what I thought was interesting is that he said he got in on some land like a thousand years ago, he probably made a good penny. Kind of yeah, real I mean, early. Well, back then it probably wasn't any pennies. It was just some beads. He just traded for some some pottery, some pottery, well, some gold flakes or gold chunks. Well, I mean, but it, it would have been natives. I don't think he really had gold on this coast. Huh. I think pottery would have got it done. Maybe some dried fish. He has tons of fish. He could have just traded some fish. <laughs> some pottery. I come to you bearing pottery and fish. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would have been it. All right, we all want to know what works me over. Yeah, well, you course. said you had one, and I haven't heard this in a while. So I'm like, and I've had this stewing for a while. I've just never. Just it's from people not from Texas. Just sitting on it. <laughs> <laughs> so, in you know, traveled a little bit. Missouri. <laughs> Missouri. <laughs> I hate Missouri. Uh, Missouri or Missouri. Missouri. I worked with some guys from that, that said he was from Missouri. Missouri. Uh, I can't stand that. There's no A on the end of it, but like. I think that's how they say it when they're from there, though. Yeah, Missouri. Oh, Sounds like, sound like Yankees speak to me, Mike. I, sounds like something. So that state was split in half, so they're all half Yankee. That's true. What do you mean they split in half? That state, there was a big fight over that whole deal. Like Missouri they called it the Civil War. Well, yeah, but Missouri wasn't solid north and south. Like it wasn't a solid southern state. It was. It was kind of split. It was it's kind of like when Cold Trickle showed up on Days of Thunder. Yeah, so from Rock Eagle, <laughs> California. Not really a Yankee. Not really a southerner. Not really anything. <laughs> no. Didn't what do they do in Maryland? I bet that's a split state. Pretty. I mean, you would never think that Maryland. No, it looks pretty northern to me. It was all Yankee. Yeah, the, I think the, so too. Mason Dixon line's just south of Maryland, so like it's Virginia, Virginia is where the Mason Dixon line starts. So north of there was. Was it Mason Dixon or was that a Mason a guy named Mason and two a guy people. named Dixon? Two, two, people, yeah. two, people. two separate. Mason, last name Dixon, last name two different guys. Hmm. Yeah. Two frat brothers, both gay. Yeah, We'd also like to send out a thanks to Cameron Mortensen who left us some beer and some jelly. <laughs> yeah, some are, we, are we drinking his beer right now? Or? Yeah, this is nice. Cam's beer, so thanks, Cam. I just showed up and started drinking what was in the refrigerator. I didn't ask who bought it. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, I did bring pizza, though, to be fair. Now, now. Uh, Will, have you sampled Cam's jelly yet? I have not. I've run out of uh, run out, run out of dry crackers. So many situations so where chance. that wouldn't have flown yes. over. Like, have you sampled Cam's jelly? <laughs> <laughs> He's got some great preservatives on jam. <laughs> he does sell them. Uh, so anyway, what works me over? It's so deep in there. <laughs> when I see in the airport. Like a 45-year-old man wearing, and the actual thing he's wearing works me over, but even worse when he's wearing Beats headphones. Oh, oh yes. Oh. And the Beats headphones work me over already, but when I see a, a grown man wearing those things, mm. it, unless he looks like a like a like he's doing a, you know, like a rapper or something. 
because I feel like that's part of that world. I'm I'm real torn between wanting like over the ear headphones, not necessarily Beats, but like for the sound. Like yeah, actually. for sound quality, be good. But like, yeah, you go to the airport. It, it's almost like the only reason Beats air, like Beats headphones were invented were for airport people because you go there and it's an and there's like two hundred dollar headphones. Yeah, and it seems like everybody in the airport has a set of Beats headphones. Even knockoffs, well, I hate oh, them yeah, too. They look just like them. Well, yeah. Beats are a lot like. Uh, remember the the big thing a couple years ago was uh, Priuses. You had to drive a Prius. Mm -hmm. And it showed that all these car companies came out with cars that had better battery life and all this. Still couldn't beat the Prius. People wanted to drive a Prius. It's just that word Prius. But I will say this thing, the Beats headphone was, that's what put old Dr. Dre over the mark. He was the first billionaire rap star. Like, that's crazy. I mean, to think about it. But, But, like, I see a kid walking in the bathroom at the airport with his headphones on. Like, don't you feel like you're losing something if you don't have that hearing You know what's worse? Most of the people I see with Beats don't even have them on their ears. They they all got Uh, them around their neck. That's even worse. Like, everybody, like, I'm like, well, if you're going to wear them at all, like at least put them on your ears. Well, the one thing that drives me crazy, too, is when you see uh, people warming up to play professional football games. they got beat headphones. Yeah, I can't stand yeah. that. Why are, you, why are you listening to headphones? In your zone. Well, for one, they're I would have got them snatched off me if I was playing. When for I was one, playing the oh, my God. But see, the thing is, like, for one, they're getting paid because you noticed that they're wearing Beats headphones when they're warming up. So did every 12-year-old kid who wants a pair of Beats headphones from their daddy from Christmas. Like... I get it on that aspect. It's just a promotional deal. I mean, but and I, but I, I've flown quite a bit. I feel like I've spent a lot of time in planes. I've never felt the need to put headphones on. Like other, I went to Europe one time. That was like a nine-hour in the air thing, and I was watching a movie on the back of the TV or the TV on the back of the seat, you know, thing. <laughs> movie on the back of the yeah, TV. Yeah, that. And in that case, I, I did use the headphones from the airport. And you know, if I had my own, I would have plugged them in. But otherwise, like I normally fly, and I'm usually with somebody. You know, I don't fly solo very often. I just have a conversation with people, or I read a book. I read a lot of books, but I, I just don't. I don't zone out. So, like, much. what's wrong with the earbuds at the airport? Why do you, I mean these do the job? Yeah. They're free. Yeah, They're free. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't. I, I don't still know, can't man. stand the people that walk around in the airport with the neck pillows on. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, worst. I got before uh, before K. So I got today's trivia question. Oh, I got it. Oh, from the. I can't. <laughs> Nobody can. This is the hardest trivia game ever. What right-hander swept through the 1968 National League season with a stunning 1.12 earned run average? Tom Seaver. Bobby Gibson. Why do we? You want one more? You want one more? One more. Jesus. I do baseball, by the way. Yeah. However you want. Texas and baseball. That's it. Who led all major league batters with a 3.43 average for the 1970s? For the 1970s or <laughs> 1970s? The whole 70s. Give me a second. Uh, I'll give you want a you want a hint. I'll take a hint. Minnesota. I'm Minnesota. Sure. Okay, Yastrzemski. No, I think he was Red Sox. Not Yastrzemski. Um, that gummit. What is his name? Who was it? Stand the man. No. What? Who? Rod Carew. Rod Carew. He's also Jewish. Wasn't he? He was twins, right? Yeah. Twins and uh, Angels. I'm just sitting here pretending like I know who any of these people are. One more, Paul. Right, one more. You want you want football or baseball? However you want to do let's, it. Let's do a football. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> uh, let's not do that one. Let's do baseball. Who slammed his 500th career home run on May 14, 1967? Uh, I'm going to go Mickey Mantle. Bing, 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 bing. There you bing. go. Nice. 
Nice work. I know who he is. I don't know if I could have pulled that one out. Nice work, God, buddy. My feet stink. <laughs> <laughs> stink. They stink. I just can't get over it. All right, should we see old? Oh, there's the song. Oh, there's the song. All right, so it's time for a little queso. You got yeah. his jingle. Yeah. Got his jingle. You the jingle man. I'll, I'll go get queso and give him a my scoop in bet- before. Oh, okay. Well, then let me get some music out here. Oh yeah, you okay? Yeah. So uh, here we go. Richard Queso's Mouth Sack brought to you by Queso Corp's Richard Queso's Meat Soap. Made from the finest lips lips and sphincters that our butchers could collect. From where I have no idea. Richard Queso has decided to sell to you his homemade meat soap recipe that gives his feet that mm-mm smell. So get on quesocorp.com and get you a couple of bars of Richard Queso's meat soap. That's the scoop from Scoop. Here's to you, Richard. Mail sack, mail sack. Why is there hair in this mail sack? Mail sack, mail sack. Let's all go inside. Mail sack, mail sack. Why is there hair in this mail sack? Mail sack, mail sack. Tight fans, I'm Richard Queso, and this is the mail sack. Oh, how you doing, Paul? I hadn't seen you in a while. I've been living out back of your house. I just don't ever come in and say hello. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, you're, you're in the backyard back there. Don't worry about it. Hey, but hey, Will. Hey, Richard. you're always here. I I'm always here. Yeah. Paul's traveling, yeah. seeing shit, and doing stuff. Yeah, Paul's busy. Uh, the people are loving you. Oh, I love them too. It's okay. All right, so we're gonna answer some pictures. I'm gonna dig on deep, tickle the bottom, see what comes out the top. All right, here we go. Uh, this one is from a Chris Bianchi. I think that's how you say it. I'm not really foreign. Bianchi. Whatever. I, I don't do foreign people. Uh, hey, Paul. Paul. Uh, this is supposed to be. I think this is for Queso, but he, he entitled it to Paul, which is a little offensive considering Paul is not answering your question. If you want to ask the question, you should ask it to a person that's going to be answering it, Bianchi. All right. Hey, Paul. Just want to say that I love the podcast, man. Ha ha. Me and my buddies listen religiously on road trips when we tie flies. Anyways, I have been seeing this new trend slash product slash aquarium thing. I really don't know what to call it. In pictures, and was wondering if I could get y'all's thoughts on this newly emerging trend on trout streams across the U.S. I can really only see it being beneficial for artists like yourself. What? Who the hell is it? What's talking to the wrong person but i don't see the use for a quick snap and release picture as i see it being used most frequently i'd really like to know what mike or richard queso think about it ha ha thank you chris bianchi well i don't know what the fuck mike thinks about it and i definitely don't know what paul thinks about it but since you asked richard queso or at least i assume you asked richard queso because i got handed this out of my mail sack i'm gonna do my best you attached a picture of this man with a looks like a small mouth in a, a clear plastic container on his lap with a scowl on his face uh 
I, I don't know other than just keeping the meat nice and tender for when you kill it later, you know, but they have live wells for such things. Maybe in those fancy drift boats that you boys like to use so much on your trout stream fishing, you don't have live wells. But uh, that would be handy because, I mean, if you're going to bonk a trout and you just bonk him and lay him in the bottom of those fancy little boats with no protection, he's going to get all dried out and you can't eat him like that. So you get this little clear box and then you, yeah, can, take, good point. Good you point. can take the picture of him and then you can keep him nice and moist and happy until you're ready to eat him. That would be a benefit. Official, uh, but if you just go and turn him loose, I don't know why you'd put him in a box. I mean, look at it; it looks like he's holding a cube with a fish floating in it, like a like he went to the gift shop and bought it's one just of those. Catch and release, loads. Mike. I think that's the point. Catch and release, like really who's Mike? Mike is not here. I just this is Richard Case. <laughs> I do not know what you're talking about, but the, I mean, I just don't see if you're gonna catch him, release him. Why not just hold him for a second? You know, give him the old tickle and uh, you know, lick him or something. But I, I don't hmm, know. That's strange. So, so to answer your question, Mister Bianchi, uh, I, I don't know what it's for. I, I imagine you could do some cool stuff with it, but I, I just maybe, I don't know. It, it's just, it's just something new for people to have. You know, maybe you got it on Kickstarter. I don't know. Is that what you do? You buy things on Kickstarter? Is that how that website works? I don't, I'm not Kinda. sure. It was a Kickstarter thing. That's all I can think of. Okay, we're moving on. Let me, let me rattle in here and see if I can find something else. Uh, okay, this one's from a Preston Ayla. Uh, Richard, see, he knows who he's talking to. This is how this is supposed to work. People are supposed to email me and ask me questions, not Paul or Mike or Will. Richard Queso. Richard Queso's mail stack. You ask Richard questions. Okay. Let him talk. Richard. After reading a few articles and watching a few videos on the interwebs, I have become a little tin curious. Seeing as you are the dear Abby of Southern Fishing Community, I greatly value your opinion. What are your thoughts on Tankara, tight lines, tight loops, screaming drag, salt life, Preston? Well, Preston, uh... I don't know where to start. Uh, first, I'm going to start with your Dear Abby comment. I take that as a compliment, actually. Uh, Dear Abby's a fantastic writer. I love her stuff all the time reading it. Uh, and I would dare dare dream to be uh, an inkling of Miss Dear Abby and, and her responses to people. Um, but next with the Tinkara. Um, yeah, about that. See, I don't really do a lot of fly fishing in general. As we all know, I'm more of a bait kind of guy. But... Uh, if I was going to fly fish, I'd like to think that I would possibly have the skill to actually fly fish. Because uh, where I come from, Tankara is called cane pole. Uh, you know, like a stick with a string tied to the end of it. The little kids used to go down the creek catch chubs. Uh, I really don't, I don't see the point in spending a bunch of money on a stick. Uh, I don't, and 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 I, I see all these people online always saying like it's a progression of fly fishing that they've got to the point where they want to try something more challenging, so they get a stick with some string on it, and then they wade out in the river and they try to poke the fish in the eyeball with their little pointed stick. I think that's how it works. I'm not real sure with the tank car thing, but I don't see the point. I I like to fish because I like to catch stuff. Uh, so therefore, I like to do things that enable me to catch stuff. I don't like to hinder myself by trying to sneak up on a fish and jab him with a stick. Um, you could do that. That's fine. Uh, and, and have you seen the flies of these tank cars? It's like they have a contest to see who can tie the ugliest fly. Uh, and they're terrible. They're just I don't think awful. they're called flies either. No, it looks it looks like you gave a, a an autistic three-year-old a vice to just turn him loose and then you fished with it. It's terrible. I really don't, and I I don't have anything against autism or or three year olds, <laughs> but you know it, it's just not nice to do that to flies. Uh, 
So what do I think about Tenkara? Uh, I don't think anything about Tenkara. It is not even on, on, on Richard Queso's radar because it's insignificant. It's a bunch of dudes with little penises <laughs> who want to go poke fish with sticks. That's it. So you've um, never been Ten Curious? No, I really haven't. I'm mothball, so there's that too. I, I didn't need to try to figure out I didn't like it. I just pretty sure I don't like it. So much for calming that down so a little bit. Yeah, down it's down that, whatever. I can't. I, I got you, all, you got me all ten curious over here, and all of a sudden I don't know how to calm anything down. Okay, we're moving right along. Uh, this is the last one out of the bag. That's my that's my digging through the bag noise. Uh, dear Richard. I'm a full-time two-a-day char- two two charter captain in the panhandle of Florida. I was just wondering if you would be attending the ICAST show this next week and if you think it's important for fishing guys to show up at ICAST or go fishing. Thanks. And maybe I'll see you in Orlando from Hugh Jess. All right, Hugh. Well, uh, no, I won't be going to ICAST, uh, and I'll tell you a few things. But uh, I have gone to ICAST, and I really enjoyed myself at ICAST. It was a good time. You know, walked around, talked to people. But there's really only two reasons to go to ICAST, or three, really. So the first reason is that you have something to sell to the fishing community. That makes sense, because that's such a kind of place where a man might want to be if he wants to make a living. Second thing is, if you live or you work in an industry where you sell things to the fishing community, therefore you need to go and see all the new stuff so you know what to sell the people going to be in the community. The third reason to go to ICAST is to walk around and give jobs out to all the vendors and hope that they maybe give you a free cooler or a new sticker to put on your boat. Or maybe you could put some new patches on your shirt. Uh, so the way I look at it is I just going to go fishing. Uh, since I am a world-renowned fishing guy, I really don't need to give out jobs anymore. It was a dark time in my past. So I prefer to just go fishing. And I think most fishing guys could probably just stay at home unless they're fancy and, and real big name like and, and the companies want them to come and stand there and be like a, I don't know, a talking mannequin so that people can point to them every once in a while and be like, he uses it. And, you know, so I get I get why certain guides are there, but for the, for the most part, I think most guides could just stay on home. It'd be just fine. Uh, otherwise, if you just want to come to Orlando and get drunk and hang out with a bunch of fishing people, that's a perfectly valid reason to come to ICAST because that's pretty much what everybody does. But I just wouldn't make a big deal of it. So thank you for emailing me here. I'm glad you brought that up. It's a good subject. All right. Well, I guess that's all of them. Sorry about the language, y'all. But, hey, you know what? You got me all 10 curious, and I just had to come out with it. That's okay. We're just going to cut it on the end. <laughs> all right. Queso. Bye. Mail sack. Mail sack. Why is there hair in this mail sack? Mail sack. Mail sack. Let's all go inside. Mail sack. Mail sack. Why is there hair in this mail sack? Mail sack. Mail sack. Well, we did it again. We did it again. Yeah. <laughs> we, had a, we had a, you know, a couple months. I don't think we're ever going to make this show safe for work. <laughs> well. You tried with your We can attempt. I, we all We're going to do selective edits. <laughs> for the first time ever, there might be an edit. Uh, but, hey, whatever. That's just that's just what happens. It is what happens. Um. Well, should we just roll on out of here easy? Yeah. yeah. Any, ride, last, any last thoughts? No man, I mean I, I, I'm I'm excited about iCast. I hope we get some good little sound bites from some people. I think that'll be entertaining. Oh yeah, we'll definitely do that. We should be able to do that. We'll, we'll maybe a little Q and A with some some big name folks. Absolutely, they'll all be gathered in one spot. It'll be a good time to get them. Oh, oh sorry, my bad. Step on a frog. Most <laughs> <laughs> um, he's on out of here. Yeah, see you. Okay. Till next. We're gonna time. go out on some wrinkle neck here.
I don't have exceptionally large hands. 